Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The field is under the control of the BMW XM safety car. The race is under the control of the rain at the moment because it is raining at Mount Panorama. We've talked it and talked it and it's happened as the recovery is underway on the entry to the Repco Dipper at the top of the hill for the Superglass Racing IRC GT Invitational Class entry with John Hollinger behind the wheel has had an incident there. We understand there may have been contact with a GT3 car that was trying to place them another lap down. We'll confirm that as we watch on board. Well, this might give us the answer. Was squeezed against the wall on the end of Brock Skyline, down through the S's. It was certainly contact. It was 100% contact. But the run to Skyline, wow, that had our attention. So Hollinger potentially didn't see that Ricardo Fellow had a run on him. And then ultimately there was contact in the S's going down to the dipper. We're under safety car. Once the safety car boards came out, the sky opened and rain began to fall. And yes, it is certainly going to be wet enough now for Easy a choice now, Garth, isn't it? Really? It's wet. So 46 pitted first and they rolled the dice mid pit stop to put wet tyres on the BMW and a Raffaele Marciello in the wheelhouse so it's a pretty good combination between the two of them so they've already done their pit stop they were first in they might get a little bit of track position game out of that as well matt campbell's aboard the race leading 912 porsche gets the belts nice and tight wet weather pirelli's on this car so 912 pitted. Joel Erickson pitted car number 13 that's the phantom global racing porsche daniel yuncadella for Craft Bamboo Racing in the Caltex car. Now, car number 22 stayed out. Chris Haza has not pitted the Wash It Audi from yeah. Audi Sport Team MPC. And remember, that Audi, it looks like an R8 because it is an R8, but it's not Quattro. The road no. car is Quattro. You're not allowed all-wheel drive in GT3 racing. But also staying out, Brock Feeney, Shogun on Ricardo Feller oh. in the two-car and Jordan Love in the Johor Motor Racing Double Eight from Triple Eight Race Engineering. So the five leading cars yet to stop as well. They will, you'd think. Unless they think it's a passing shower. Garth Tander has been out and he's 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 a little dumb. No, well, I, <laughs> we, we've got the, the radar up here on the computer screen and we all have it on our phones. But still, the best way here at Bathurst is absolutely to step outside and check it out. And whilst it does look quite bad there. It doesn't actually look like a big front. Looks like it'll pass quite quickly. So I'm tipping teams are hanging out to the last possible moment to see what the weather's going to do here. So the rain is falling at Bathurst and rain at Bathurst is just... I often say for excitement, just add water. We don't really even need to do that here at Mount Panorama. But it is very, very wet. It's big drops. Chad Nellon is down. 
Uh, in the pit lane. Have you got your brolly, Chad? Uh, I don't need it, thankfully, in the Pirelli pit bunker, John. But what I was keeping an eye on in the chaos then was the pit stop times, most of which have been around the 85-second mark. Now, unless I'm seeing numbers that were incorrect, I had car 912 in the pits for 64 seconds, and they did a driver change. So just keep that in the back of your mind at the moment. Right. Thank it, you. It did, it did get my attention when Matt Campbell left the pit box that it looked scrambled, like Matty was looking into the pit bunker. He wasn't control, wasn't looking at the car controller. Probably was getting a lot of chat on the radio. It looked like there was a lot of confusion going on there. So do that does correlate with what you said, Chad, that potentially there was some confusion around the pit stop time there. So we think then at the front of the field, Chris Harzer is on... Slick tyres in the 22 Audi. The Triple A Brock Feeney still on slicks. Jill Goudon in the 75 Sun Energy 1 AMG still on six. Ricardo Ricky, Feller. Ricky still. Feller, yeah. Jordan Love as well. I think the first car on a wet is, is Campbell. Is Campbell. So, and this car, when we saw it in the lane last, had left with a warm Wall, slick yeah, on I'd it. I'd agree with so that. I don't know whether they've come back and uh, grabbed a wet or not. McLaren Artura going on to wet tyres and a new set of tyres going on the Hallmark Audi as well and that was a slick Pirelli coming off I suppose the longer you wait the better chance you have of, of working out what, whether you actually need to change whilst you're behind the XM safety car oh, oh. have a go at this so Haas is going to get stuck behind the tilt tray that's bringing in the car that's brought out the safety car. Let's hear from Shay in pit lane. A little bit of extra intel, guys, on that Matt Campbell uh, kerfuffle. When they went to do the driver change, Matt's radio didn't get plugged in, and Ancon actually had to go back in the car again, John opening the door and trying to get to the radio to plug it in. As soon as he closed the door was when the pit board went up, which officially releases the car, but it hasn't always been the indicator of when the driver then leaves, so that could have been a little bit more confusion and a little bit more stress. And just to let you guys know, we are now seeing rooster tails in full force down the front straight and a storm warning has just been issued on all the local TVs. So if you're a fan around the track, you might want to seek shelter at this point. Both of the Audis have just come in from the pro class, both the 2 and the 22. It will be tire changes for both cars. No driver, no fuel, and they are going to full wet rallies. If, if that radio wasn't plugged in, then they couldn't tell him to wait either for the 85 seconds. So that could be a problem. Repco Bathurst 12-hour highlights. We're into the second half of the race now. Wow, there's some stuff that's played out already and so much more to come. This start feels like a long time ago all of a sudden with the way this race has changed and evolved as the weather now falls at Mount Panorama. This was the Vortex Car 701 in the gravel at the top of the hill. That was the first safety car. This was the second. Car number 91 into the fence hard at uh, the entry to visit New South Wales corner. Controversial moment. Yasser Shahin turned around. Glenn Wood, the GT driver with the contact at McPhillamy Park. Racing has been properly intense, as you'd expect, with some of the world's best drivers going at it. And very, very good cars. Hugest moment of the race so far. Around the outside of the lapped Janetta and the race-leading BMW of Charles Vietz behind the wheel, led early, was right in the mix at that point. 
crunched into the fence hard on the entry to the cutting and then out of the race. And then not that long later, the Janetta's tough old day continued with damage on the run down the hill. This is Brock Feeney putting a move up the inside at turn two. Nice pass. And then a little error from Valentino Rossi, the first of his weekend. Not the only one to do it today, though. And that caused him to drop some track position. And then this is the reason we're currently under the control of the BMW safety car was contact between the KFC Audi and John Hollinger in the IRC GT car. And just as the field needed to get to pit lane when the safety car was called, the heavens opened. And a really busy moment with some of our leading cars caught up behind a recovery vehicle entering pit lane. This is how things stand with five hours and 30 minutes to go. Under safety car, the Pirelli leaderboard shows car 912 still leading the race with Matt Campbell now behind the wheel. Uh, Bastion Boost, that car up to second place, the Phantom Global Racing Porsche. So they're one and two. And Craft Bamboo Racing up to third place with Danny Yucadella behind the wheel. Over the page. So car number two's dropped back to 11th after that pit stop. They were last to stop as people throw wet weather tyres at their cars. And then you can see the class leaders a little bit further down. Um, we're down three cars, at least at the moment. Class leaders, thanks to Boysell, Campbell, Ian James leading the Pro-Am battle. Sergio Perez still leads the way in silver. John Hollinger was leading the invitational class, and I think they had a couple of laps up their sleeve, actually, prior to that accident. And then Marcus Flack doing a nice job in car 25. So that's the scene. That's the famous Mount Panorama sign. And, Garth, you stuck your head out the back of the commentary box just moments ago. I did the same. What you didn't mention was that the atmosphere is as electric as the skies at the moment. And you could cut the tension out there with a cricket stump. The air so thick. It is properly dramatic out the back of the paddock. Everyone's scrambling to work out what's going on. Spectators taking shelter. Corporates, not so much. They're pretty happy. Everyone in the suites up above the garages on pit lane having a very, very nice day. Those new shelters on pit straight, they're a welcome addition for the sun and the rain. So that's worked out nicely. Good point, yeah. So now the whole complexion changes, Garth. Uh, what what are you going to be changing on the car as a driver? What are the... Put wet tyres on. Yep. That's going to raise the car up a little yep. bit as well. They have a little higher profile. A little bit. Probably two millimetres of ride height. The car comes up. Uh, the first thing you'll do is you'll change the ABS setting on the car. You'll change the traction control setting on the car. So um, most cars have got between 9 and 12 settings for, depending on the manufacturer, for ABS and traction control. And some of those settings are dedicated solely for the wet. So probably three settings in the ABS for wet, three or four settings in the traction control for the wet as well. And um, the engineers will be on the radio letting the drivers know, based on the amount of water on the track, what sort of settings to start with. And then it comes down to driver feel and car balance. So we've had absolutely zero wet weather running. Some of the boys on the top of the mountain pretty happy with it. Probably enjoying a, a cool change with the weather blowing in. But we've had zero dry weather run, uh, wet weather running in practice and qualifying leading up into this one. And uh, from memory, I think 22 was the last time we had some wet weather running, and that was early in the morning. So not these sort of tro more tropical conditions that we have here today. 
felt like half an hour ago, those that had umbrellas up were shading themselves from the sun. And give it 30 minutes at Mount Panorama, and it is a tropical thunderstorm coming at you. Oh, so this is under safety car. Daniel Bilski behind the wheel of the Prestige Iveco GT4 car run by Mark Griffith's team. A little moment. The IRC GT just in behind. That's the car that Paul Tracy is part of. We had him in the commentary box earlier today, former Champ Car World Series champion. And that's the scene right now at Mount Panorama in less than seven days' time. What will happen at the Thrifty Bathurst 500? It's part of Superfest, which rolls all the way through the week. Grab your tickets at supercars.com now. And if you are watching overseas as part of the massive car drive, people all around the world checking out this race, supercars.com slash superview. We'll have live coverage for you for international viewers. Someone who will be part of the Thrifty Bathurst 500 next week for Walkinshaw Andretti United, but part of his own race team this weekend, Method Motorsports, Chaz Mostert. Hello, Chazzy. How are you? G'day, guys. How are you going? Extremely well, thank you. Uh, I'd like to talk to you first about how you're negotiating these restarts when you are getting attacked by GT3 cars at every point of this circuit. Well, yeah, first of all, it wouldn't be Bathurst without throwing a mid-race rain in. So, um, yeah, thanks, Bathurst gods. Um, but, yeah, look, it's, uh, it's pretty fun, to be honest. I feel like I try to make it a bit harder for the GT3 guys this year. I feel like I'm just trying to mix it in, maybe a little underpowered and a little bit undergripped. But uh, but doesn't last very long, and then they disappear from me, and then I generally see them in about eight or nine laps time. <laughs> Chaz, new race team, uh, Method Motorsport. You're part of this. For those that might not be aware of it, just tell us about the team and how your involvement came about. Yeah, um, kind of last year I thought about challenging myself quite hard in, um, in some off weekends of racing with the supercars. And I've always loved GT cars. I've loved the, always the, the blue ribbon events, the 12-hour, you know, Spa 24. Um, and an opportunity came to, to possibly buy a couple of GT4 cars. Um, you know, McLaren Customer Racing were, were really awesome to work with and, and supply us a couple of uh, GT4 Arturas to come here in Australia. Um, we've had to work pretty hard in the in the off-season. We had our cars delayed. We had the, the motorsport retailer down here in Australia with Zagami, Automotive, uh, Zagami Autosport look after us and do a car swap. So... Uh, not a lot of sleep over the Christmas New Year break, but we made it here. We've got, um, you know, other than uh, not myself, but five other very talented drivers, and uh, we've made the race. It's a whole new learning curve, and um, I now I know what the stress level of team principals and and, uh, and team bosses and team owners. It's um, it's a new one, but I'm really am enjoying. I'm new, enjoying the new challenge. We've got an amazing crew, um, a crew here with the team as well. I've called in a lot of favours from a lot of ex supercar teams, so um, we're very sport for for talent in this team. Chaz, tell us how you're balancing that. How are you balancing the team owner, team principal hat with your race car driver hat? Is it 50-50 you're splitting your time or do you feel like you're more team owner than race car driver this weekend? Yeah, it's um, it's it's funny. I think the Tuesday, like the Tuesday we got here, we did Tuesday, Wednesday, did all the team setup. It's the first time we've ever set up a, a pit garage, um, so it was um, you know more hands-on. I feel like going back to my early years when I was in um, development series and stuff like that, just getting hands-on again. So I must say I'm a lot more knackered these uh, this weekend than what I'm on a normal supercar weekend. 
Um, but yeah, it, managing it's not too bad. It's um, when I'm out of the out of the car, I'm obviously trying to see where I can help and, and try and use that experience that I've had in working with other teams. But when the helmet goes on, I'm just a typical racer. I just want to go out there, try and race door to door with everyone, even try and make it a bit harder for the GT3 cars. So um, I think there's a few Euros that are probably pretty disappointed with me uh, out there in those first couple of stints. And uh, Jazz, is this new experience that you're getting? Uh, from the team management side. Is that good news for teams that you're going to be working with and the TM for that? Is that going to change your attitude? <laughs> well, I definitely have a whole new level of respect. Or, I mean, not that I felt like I was too um, painful for, for teams. Hopefully not. I'm sure they've probably got a different story. But <laughs> it's, um, look, it, you, when you kind of run it yourself and you've got, um, you know, lesser hands and you're trying to piece together a team, there's a lot of work that goes in the background. I mean, well, some drivers probably do need a reality check out there when they turn up and something's not right or wrong because um, the, all the guys and, and girls we have in this team, you know, the last three or four nights, it's been so amazing to stay back with them, with the team, and just see how many hours go in. I mean, the drivers are generally the first ones to duck off the track, rest their body for the big race, but physically I actually don't know the, the, the guys behind the camera and the girls, you know, they're the real heroes of the day. Well, Chaz, we're back here in five days' time and you'll be have your supercar driver hat on, so I'll hold you to that to make sure that you are the last driver here doing all the work and all the rest of it with your race team. How have you dealt with being the slower car in the field, not the car doing the lapping, the car being lapped? How have you dealt with that? It's quite funny. I mean, we're doing, I think, what, 215s, 216s in the GT4 around here in the dry. But to be honest, they feel like they're 202, 203 laps like a GT3. So even though you're lapping a lot slower, you think you would get quite bored out there. The car's still, um, you know, very rewarding and pushing quite hard. And, um, you know, the, probably the difference to the GT4 to GT3 for me is the, the GT4 is probably a more mechanical car. So when you do, you can still slide it a little bit the car's not going to quite bite you i think it's uh, you know a really good young junior car or, or or an am car to get involved in um gd3 you've got us you know you know it's like gaff where you, you're around here you just got to hold your get your other foot on top of the other foot and keep that throttle down even though you you actually want to lift off to create the grip with the arrow so um yeah it's, it's definitely a different beast but but saying that it, there's still an absolute hoot to drive uh, you've got a couple of really impressive young guys with you this weekend behind the wheel, Chaz. Is the, the plan to keep hold of some of them and run them through this program for the year? I would, I would like to, for sure, try and run a, a you know a young junior program in GT4 um, and then, you know, obviously have some, some AMs as well and, and try and help with that type of driver coaching and, and throughout the year. Um, yeah, I challenged myself pretty hard to get here to the biggest race of the year for, for GT cars, but I'm uh, still working on some stuff for the series. Um, yeah, don't have anything locked away there, but I'd love to be running these two cars in the GT4 series this year. Uh, and last one, mate, next week. We've got to look forward to it a little bit. Uh, the Thrifty Bathurst 500, you're back with WAU. Where are you at? How's testing gone? And, and what's your thoughts and feelings going into next weekend? Yeah, testing was um, really great. Obviously, got a new engineer this year. Um, that's a really different mindset for me. So um, it's been a long time since I've had a, a different person being married to as an engineer and driver relationship. So um, it, it seemed pretty good on the test day, a lot of positive vibes. But saying that, guys, I'm, I'm that bugger. I can't actually even think that far ahead. I think me and Cam Waters have a, a golf um, duel on Monday, Tuesday we've decided to do. So if you guys are kicking around and don't have anything done to do, maybe we could have an Ambrose or something. <laughs> nice work. Well done. It's great to see this team here. It's a great addition to the sport. Well done for your role in getting involved and best wishes for the rest of this race and indeed the year. Thank you very much. I just want to say hi to Reese, Andy and the doggos back home. I uh, wish you girls were here with us, um, experienced this, but thanks for all the hard work in the off-season and also, obviously my parents back home too. So thank you. Nice work. Chaz Mostert, well done.
Method Motorsport. Keep an eye on that. You can guarantee that they'll be doing some cool things throughout the year as GT4 evolves here in Australia. 16th on down have cleared off and have done their wave by. And... Oh, no. No, that'll be next no, lap. Not yeah, eligible. Next lap. Excuse me. Yep, yep. Yeah. That'll be an adventurous lap. Uh, Ooh, that's yes. actually the first real opportunity to push in the rain. And you've got to make hay while the sun's shining. Well, the sun's not shining anymore. But get up the road a little bit because that's your lucky dog opportunity. Yeah, so point. talk uh, about pioneer. Yeah, talk about adventure into the unknown. Pathfinders, yeah. <laughs> And the first one of those, David. So good guys behind the wheel, though. David Wall is the first of the yep. cars a full lap down. Two-time Aussie GT champion and Career Cup champion Lee Holdsworth won the great race a couple of years ago. David Russell, who with Mark Sini have got the most starts in the GT3 era of the Bathurst 12-hour. He's been very good in these cars. Paul Tracy. I think yep, he goes, he okay. goes okay. Pretty good. So they'll be the ones waved by. which will be this lap around. So the lights will go out halfway down Conrad Strait. And then we go racing in the rain for the first time today. When this safety car started, it was it dry. It wasn't raining. Well, the first car into pit lane when this safety car came out was the number 46 of Valentino Rossi. They put slicks on and then changed their mind mid-pit stop. And it was a smart move because they would have come straight back in to grab a set of Pirelli wets. So yeah. when that you go car will and, now restart fifth. When you go back and reflect on your life choices, that's probably a good one you've made there, yeah. I think, to make that decision. Yeah. It did cost them a little bit of track position pitting as early as they did in car 46. So Raffaele Marciello, fiercely quick Swiss base driver, is in fifth position at the moment behind Maro Engel. So they've got themselves back into the game as well have Mercedes-AMG Grouper M Racing at 1.30. And Danny Junkadella behind the wheel, Craft Bamboo Racing. They have another team that's played themselves in as the race has gone on and crept up that leaderboard. Much like the car in front, Phantom Global now find themselves second with a Porsche 1-2, Bastion Boost behind the wheel. Uh, just seeing one or two little bits of water running down across the uh, different crowns and... Uh, nuances of the road, Garth. You're looking for a different racing line yeah. here, aren't yeah, you? There are. There we'll are. see some what look to be odd lines. There are some some op option racing lines, if you like, in the rain here at Bathurst. And one of them is at the cutting. You run not all the way around the outside or the go-kart line that we you sort of call it growing up. We all used to drive around the outside of the racetrack. You drive about mid-track at the cutting in the same at Forest Elbow. Depends on the car balance, depends on the type of tyre, depends on how wet the racetrack is. But I would expect, based on what we saw there on that mm -hmm. lap, the drivers will go exploring early once we go green. And that green flag is coming, so I've dived into the 44 garage to have a chat with the guys who are doing a really nice job in leading the way right now in the Boisel Pro-Am class. So this team's been together for a little bit of time, Marcel, but it's going really nicely at the moment, but just it changes so quickly today. So how are you guys staying on top of that? Well, firstly, they got me out of the car, so I'm really, really pleased with that. So <laughs> Serge has to deal with the rain. But we're just going about doing our business. Um, we're here to have a good time, but at the same time, we're, we're here to compete. We can't seem to shake the, the wall racing guys just yet. It seems like uh, we're going to be racing down to the wire. When you've got a guy like Luke Yorden or even Brad Shields here in the garages, it puts a lot of pressure on Serge in the rain. You didn't think about plugging one of the pros in? Oh, we've got a lot of faith in Serge. Um, he'll do a good job.
Anyone named Sergio Perez has to be pretty good in any conditions. Uh, best of luck for the finish from here, mate, because this team was really great in Highlands last year, and it's cool to see you guys continuing on and having some good fun. Thank you. Cheers. So we're completely resetting the race now as we're into the second half, Garth, because everything we knew about the relative performance of the cars, that we were just seemingly getting our heads round over the first five and a half, six hours, um, that's all. Throw that out the window for a little while because we've got proper full wet conditions now. Um, I think it's either it's eased or it's stopping that rain. It hasn't stopped completely. And then we'll get a dry... Potentially, you could get a driving out, a drying out fridge, all of which could favour different cars. Yep, that's correct. So, the lucky dog cars making their way past the BMW XM safety car. But you're right, John. All the performance indicators that we've had so far are gone. We have absolutely no idea what these cars will do in the wet conditions this weekend because this is the first time they've driven the cars in wet conditions this weekend. So it'll be Matt Campbell, who has done a lap or two around here in the rain, that will lead them back to the line. And he goes very early this time. Bastian Buse goes with him. So two Porsches, one, two, as we go green. These guys, sorry, sorry John, crazy. both massively experienced in the wet in these cars as well through junior one-make racing, the one-make championships in Carrera Cup, and all the way through Super Cup in Europe. So sailing off into the unknown at the moment with wet conditions... And wet weather Pirelli tyres for the first time today, well into the second half of the Repco Bathurst 12 hour. Oh. So that is Ricardo Feller versus John Hollinger at the top of Mount Panorama. That's what brought that safety car out. That was the contact. Two minute stop and hold penalty. That is a big one. And that's an SRO uh, penalty pro on arm driver. Rich mentioned it earlier on. It is very much frowned upon. And uh, it might seem draconian, but you have to understand it when there's people out there. Check out different. check out what's going on right off screen out of the Audi Sport cutting. It was like peak hour in the middle of Bathurst on a rainy, wet day in the middle of winter. They were just tippy-toeing, trying to get up the hill and negotiate the lap cars as well. And Matt Campbell's just disappeared up the road here. He's going to get to the back of the number 19. Wow, race leader. Race leader with a pit lane drive-through penalty. So that was a driver change that they did, and they didn't respect the 85-second so pit lane mandatory minimum. Our pit lane crew were right onto that. Right on it. They saw that happen, and we picked up the vision of Matt Campbell looking somewhat confused and leaving in a hurry, and it turned out that it was too much of a hurry. So our race leader, who have dominated this race for near on 120 laps will have to serve a drive-through penalty. So that puts, it's the number 13, Phantom Global Car, lead the race. in the lead of the race. <laughs> yep. Yep, absolutely. That's, the, that's uh, another 992 car as well, of course, the newer version of the, the Porsche. And to remind you that that particular team in its first race, here's the... KFC car coming into the pit lane. Might as 
well get your Kindle out and start reading a couple of chapters. This two minutes is going to seem much longer than that as it heads towards the penalty box. Ricardo Fella is the driver who has been penalised and he's going to take the pain now, Chad. Yes, he will. So if you are the Mante EMA team, there was a little bit of discrepancy on the, the regs if you had to pit on the first lap that you get told about a penalty, but we're already seeing, was it the uh, the 130 got the drive-through and they went a couple laps before coming in? My question here to Garth would be, would you leave them out for the maximum amount of time to try and build as much of a gap? Out to negate just how many spots you'll lose in the traffic here, given that he's got the clean air and no mist. Well, traditionally, yes, that's what you would do. You'd go to the maximum allowable window as we've got one around at the Audi cutting. One of the IRC cars is around. Paul Which Tracy. One is that Paul Tracy? That's the leader. So has that had contact? Is that damage on the left front guard? So really hard to get it done here because it is blind. You, it's literally blind. You're relying on the marshals to let you know when it's safe to turn because you obviously cannot see around the corner here. And this is a very wide-angle lensed camera. Oh, nice oh, job, Paul. He's done that before. Oh, hang on, oh, hang on. Oh, oh, we well. praised him too early. But that's an old-school IndyCar spin turn, that yeah. one. Lock up the front wheels. Yeah. So... He stalled it as well now. Yeah, so hopefully he can refire that and get going again. Race control can manage this because yes. they will have the the tracking map of where all the cars are, and they're at the BMW elbow at the moment. So they've got plenty of time for Paul to get this recovered. That's timing <laughs> by iPhone. Talking about time. The penalty, yeah, to for Ricardo Fella. He can just sit there. There's nothing he can do. And the point of that, Rich, that, you know, there's nothing, there is nothing you can do. They, no, cannot, they cannot touch, touch the, the car, car at no. all. Correct. Safety car has been called. So that's trapped this car out on the racetrack. So we never got to the answer for Chad Nalon. Do you stay out? The risk is if you do stay out and a safety car comes, you can't come oh. to the lane and you can't serve your penalty. They're coming to the lane now, but this you can't serve your penalty under safety car. No. So I'm not sure what's going on. Why would you be coming to the lane now? You wouldn't otherwise from a competition perspective. Well, no, because they've just done everything they yeah. needed to do. Unless they're going to put some fuel in it. Well, if... Lots of questions to be answered. We'll try and come up with some answers and yeah. figure them out, but this D one's They did fuel one. the car last when they, when yeah. they did the driver chase. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't just put Matt in. It is so, a full stop. Yeah. Well, that's a bizarre one. He's going to trundle through pit lane. He's going to have to do it again. So th this is... This is drama here for a car that's dominated. He hasn't stopped at his box. He's driven through. More yeah. to come here. Well, that's, that's a head-scratcher. But remember what we were told by, I think it was Shear down in the lane, that they struggled to get Matt's radio plugged in. And Chan had to go back and help him to do that. Do we have some kind of communications issue? Because they had plenty of time to say stay out there. Well, it would have had to be intermittent because he wouldn't have otherwise known about the penalty. Yeah, I could point the, the radio. So very strange. Like Matt Campbell knows you can't serve penalties under safety car, and he knew they would have been under safety car because he had the the full course yellow limiter engaged. So I'm still curious to know what's going on with that one. The net result of all of it is that we have a new race leader and it's Bastian Boos in car 13, which is the Phantom Global Racing Porsche, which is a brand new race team. They have never raced before in this iteration. Run out of Porsche China, 
Timo Bernhardt's Team 75 helping out behind the scenes. They started well outside the top 10. They have chipped away and chipped away all day, and they now find themselves leading the Repco Bathurst 12-hour with a little over five hours to go. In second place is Craft Bamboo Racing with Daniel Juncadella behind the wheel. Maro Engel in third for Mercedes-AMG Gruppa M Racing. Uh, so that's another team that has recovered from a drive-through penalty early on today was Gruppa M. And this is just how Paul Tracy had his moment at the Audi Sport cutting. Shay. Mantha thought that was penalty served, and they are currently discussing it with no. the officials, but no, that was not. And Race Control came over and said, you guys still owe us a drive-through. That's not what we consider serving, the drive-through, because it was yellow. Yeah, and it was yellow well before. It's not as if they'd committed. You, you, you might have a case, Garth, if, you've, if you're in the lane and you've committed to the lane as the safety car is called because that at that point you have to drive yeah. across the grass no, not to come in. That's right. And the you, safety car was out. Well, correct. the safety car had been called when Maddie was on the braking zone in the chase. Yeah. So um, they may have just tried a swift one there. It meant EMA, but... They'll have to come back through when we go back green and give up another bunch of real estate. Real drama for the car that's been dominating so far. It's a genuine head-scratcher for mine. Uh, <laughs> we that's, we that's have a, all got furrowed brows. <laughs> a series of unfortunate events that entirely convinced should have happened. But <laughs> I genuinely second-guessed myself yeah, there. Yeah, same. You're positive. No, you cannot do serve a penalty under safety well, car. It defeats the purpose of having a penalty, doesn't it? So logic dictates that it serves under green. Yeah, that's a strange one. So right now, that little two or three pit lanes dropped them to six on the road, but they'll have to serve that under green when we go back to green flag conditions. The other news is it's not raining anymore, by the yeah. way. So that shower has passed, at least at this point, and you would expect the track now to dry. So unfortunately... The flick spin has not been effective in getting the 702 IRC GT back underway. There was a bit more of contact than I'd realised with that car, to yeah, be honest, Jensen. The front clip sort of at a funny angle. Yeah. See the top of the front tyre. I, I, I just wonder if there's maybe a little more damage. Yeah. Well, the, when he pulled did the serpentine belt off or something well, like that. He did the spin turn and got going and then it stalled. And if you rem remember yesterday... In the practice session, that car had an alternator issue. So yeah. I do wonder whether maybe it won't fire because there's not enough voltage in the car. Here's Porsche going to plead their case. I don't like their chances. It's no. Paul Martin, who's long been the supercars operations manager in pit lane, the point of contact for the teams. So there's nothing that he hasn't heard before, teams trying to get out of penalties. No, 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 no. What they're saying is we have to come. We were told we have to come at the at the first time, uh, at the first possible opportunity. That's what he said right now. I'll guarantee it. Chad. I'm just reading through uh, some of the regulations, which I know Rich would have access to up there. So maybe he can have a little flick through and see if I'm missing anything. But I reckon the argument that they could be making down there at the moment is that... Uh, as far as I can see, there's nothing actually in the regulations under 3.4 penalties that says you can't serve it under a safety car. It just says you've got to do it in three laps. Have a flick through, Rich, and tell me if I'm missing I'm, something here. I'm in there now. Thank you, Chad. Page 14, if you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also wonder whether it's a more global, in the more global FIA rulebook, rather than just the sporting regs of this event, 
Um, so the road book is out in hand there as well. Yep. Yep. Hey, so look, if there's a way to get out of it, you'll, try, you'll do everything you can mm. to find a way out for sure. And that's what Mante EMA are trying to do right now. It's, it's in the Motorsport Australia standing regulations, yeah, yeah. not necessarily. I think they've read the event yeah. supplementary regulations and uh, yeah. the standing regs from Motorsport Australia are that it must be served under green flag conditions. Oh, and it's, a, it's a global FIA yeah, rule. Totally. It's, yeah. it's not like it's just a, an Aussie rule only. 7.1, they can check it if they like. <laughs> and that's exactly what Paul Martin will be telling them now. He's heard all of them before. <laughs> So, interesting times at Mount Panorama, just for something completely different. As the Repco Bathurst 12-hour continues, Bastion boosts the race leader. Well, Ronald McDonald House Charities are the official charity partner for the Repco Bathurst 12-hour this year. And they've got a wonderful setup outside the track to come and check out. If you're here this weekend, I've actually come down, I've found Grant Denny down here as well. He's done a lot of great work with McDonald's over the years. First, let's chat about the charity and the great work that they do. Well, first of all, $5 from every coffee goes straight to the charity, Ronald McDonald Excellent. House. And you think about the wonderful work they do for, for, for kids who need critical care, you know, in a moment of sheer desperation in their life when times are tough. It's a place where them and their families can go and receive the care they need, but also remain as a family unit because that's the most important thing. You know, when a child's going through the trauma of receiving some potentially life-saving care or indeed some treatment, you know, they, they need to have their families around. So it's an environment where they can all live together and receive the care they have. And out here in the Central West, it's, it's, it's so important because we also take care of all of our brothers and sisters that work in all the farming communities far out west. So they, they absolutely depend on this resource. And, and they're the farming families that put food on our table, breakfast, lunch and dinner. So we've got to look after the, our, country, our country brethren. I like that. We're going to be looking after the commentary team with some coffees as well this weekend, which is great news for us. So five bucks for a coffee down here at the McCafe. The proceeds are going to go to that wonderful charity as well. And there's something for the kids, both little and big over here as well, Grant. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. With a special guest on the swing right now as well. Talk about the Bathurst locals. We've got Grant down here. We've got Brad Schumacher who looks right at home. Tell you what, mate, why don't you go on that one? Yes, please. <laughs> I'm going to come around the back here. I'm going to give Grant a little push. Here we go. Nearly got taken out by Brad. So there you go. Come down and grab a $5 coffee. Whee! And that could be the smile on your face down here. Five bucks. Come and grab one. <laughs> it looks like twins. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And all of a sudden, it's clearing up here. Uh, I thought the rain was easing. It's still wet on the track. I, I tell you what, a couple of laps, the way these Pirelli la uh, wet tyres clear water and with a bit of heat, it's still overcast at the moment. Um, you might have people scrambling back for the pit lane. It's, it's not there right now. Uh, and Manti, EMA, taking a little flyer with uh, Matt Campbell in the pit lane and Duddy's drive-through. You'd be brave and bold to put slicks on now, but you can see already at the kink yeah. that there is something of a... I'm not going to call it dry. Let's dry moist, Less moist line yeah. evolving there at the kink. So it will dry very rapidly, and these Pirellis move an enormous amount of water out of the way. A few moments ago, there was a, a conversation going on. The gentleman with the glasses who was doing... Uh, putting Porsche's cases, Thomas Loudenbach, uh, and he is the head of Porsche Motorsport, and 
he was fairly forcefully putting his case with real book in hand there garth so this is not team manager this is head of porsche motorsport yeah but that doesn't make any difference if it's a rule well no 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 <laughs> so that's how seriously porsche yeah, and ema yeah well that's i mean that's great to see how serious porsche taking this race and clearly they've been the form dominant car so far in this one so still plenty to play out the weather's hanging around it wouldn't be bathurst without a few curveballs Curveballs or topspin googly? Well, I'm not sure. I think there's sliders, curveballs, all sorts going on at the moment. It's all happening. Real shame to see that car out. Mm. Paul Tracy, it was great to come and spend some time in the box with you guys early this morning after the first stint. And they'd worked their way up to the lead of that class by not having any incidents. So that, that will be really disappointing for them. Well, the invitational class is going to be... Whoever gets on the podium is whoever finishes Just at the gets moment. to the end. Correct. Right, yeah. If you get to the end, you're probably going to get a trophy. It's been quite a war of attrition there so far. Just, it's easy to get bogged down in regulations, but to simplify it for you, there are two sets of regulations. One, the Motorsport Australia regulations that govern all of motorsport in Australia. So they apply for this event, and then there's the event-specific ones, sort of tack on above that as well. But the FIA-approved Motorsport Australia standing regulations that every race meeting in this country is covered by are what I reckon they're arguing about because they would have had the ones for the event on hand, no problems. But the domestic rules for Australia are slightly different elsewhere, slightly different elsewhere, and uh, that's what they would have been arguing. That's an inventive solution to get the TV going up on the scaff, up at the top of the hill. But I'm, I'm not aware, Krill, even in uh, SRO. We haven't mentioned it. This is the opening round of the international uh, intercompetition, intercontinental GT challenge. Yeah challenge for SRO, but I'm not aware of any differences in the no. SRO regulations. We, we mentioned the contact rule, which is an SRO. Stefan Mattel, who's here, by the way, looking debonair and dapper as ever. But that rule is in the Bathurst 12-hour specific regulations as well right. as the SRO regs. So, yeah, you're right. But there's nowhere in the world where you can serve a drive-through penalty under a safety car. It's it's not a thing because it defeats the purpose of being penalised. Yeah. Or it minimises it at the very least. So the net result is that this guy is going to have to serve a drive-through penalty and lose 32 seconds plus pit in and pit out under green flag conditions once this race restarts. And then he's just going to have to do Matt Campbell things to yeah. try and make it all back up again. Oh, there's still five hours to go in this one and... You made the point earlier, John, that it looks to be drying a little bit and there is a dry line forming. And I would think that if we were under green conditions now, we would have a dry line on the racetrack. Yep. So it's not going to take long at all. So there's going to be another round of pit stops. There's going to be all sorts of things that potentially go sideways there. So they are opportunities to get yourself back in the game. When things go sideways, if you play it right, you can get yourself back in the game. So there's not it's not the end of the world for the 912. It's annoying but it's not the end of the world. And you know what? They've taken a flyer on it. If it had come off, then they would have minimised the loss of time. They're not going to lose that much more. The field's going to be packed up. They'll be able to get back around, uh, pick off some of the other cars and work their way back through. I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee that car will be back in, in with a shout uh, before too long. Well, they'll be calculating that. 
Just remember, they can't do anything else to the car when they come through, so they can't change back the slick tyres or anything like that. Firehouse to come. Supercars Season 2024. A lot has been learnt. A lot has changed. And we've got a lot to look forward to. It starts with the Bathurst Superfest. Following the Bathurst 12-hour, it's time to kick off the new season at the thrifty Bathurst 500. Brace yourself for This year, a new champion will be crowned. Take your pick. It could be anyone's. Who gets the job done today? Ticket information can be found at supercars.com. Supercars. Unforgettable. It's a new supercars season. It starts next week here at Mount Panorama. The thrifty Bathurst 502, 250-kilometre races. Plus two top 10 shootouts as well to set the grid for nothing like a Bathurst top 10 shootout in a supercar. Looking forward to that. Uh, it looks like we're going to have a new champion this year. Ford Mustang versus Chevy Camaro. The racing's going to be great. And if it continues on the way it ended last year where we had some surprise winners, Garth Tander, in those closing couple of rounds, it could be a really exciting way to start this year's Repco Supercars Championship. Yeah, certainly can't wait for that one. Picking up hostilities here at Mount Panorama for round one of the championship. I think it's time to have a roll in the hay, Rich. Just as, just a bit of a reset. A bit busy at the moment, Garth, I'm yeah, sorry. Just, just roll in the hay. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from Jack Perkins in pit lane. Yeah, thanks, Garth. I thought I'd just update you on the track temperature. So before the rain, we had 38 degrees, and now it's at 26. That's still relatively warm for these conditions. So we need to start thinking about the the crossover lap time when you go from wets back to slicks and in supercar land. It's around about 2 minutes 18, so you might like to expand on that, Garth. Yeah, 2 minutes 18 for a supercar is the transition time. What do you reckon here, lap time here? Probably, yeah, probably 16, 15, 16 yeah. would be the, the crossover. Um, but Jack's point is is valid that it's very, very warm. And even you can see visually how much drier, how, one, how wet it got during this safety car, but now how much it's drying out under that same safety car. And the track will dry even more quickly once the cars get back up to racing speed. The other good news just through all of this, so... There was one question mark over the penalty, which was car 912. Car 2, however, had that two-minute stop and hold. They're okay because they did that under green. And then this safety car has been perfectly timed to get them back to the back of the queue, and they're still on the lead lap of the race. So they're going to be all right. The other news is is that from Matt Stone Racing, just heard from Slade Perrins, who's the team media boss down there, and they're working to get that car back on the road, the Supergas Racing IRC GT which is great news for them. Shay. I've just done a little bit of investigating, guys, because we do have a pro-am category, and yes, they can win the race overall, as we've seen happen in the past, but they have their own set of rules that they are trying to abide to right now, i.e. a bronze driver that must get 60 minutes worth of drive time in the second half of the race. Well, we have just had 60 minutes uh, elapse in the second half of the race, and one of our bronze drivers is very near meeting that time. Ian James has about 15 more minutes to do in the 27 Mercedes, the 
the heart of racing with SPS performance, then he's done. Whereas the other two cars in category, namely the 88, where uh, Prince Ibrahim has to get back behind the wheel, and the number 911, Yasser Shaheen, has to get back behind the wheel of that car, neither of them have fulfilled that one-hour minimum. So we are going to see the 27 with two pro drivers, Alex Roberis and Ross Gunn, for the remainder of this race after about another 15 minutes has elapsed. That's a really good point, Shay, that you make in the Boisel Pro-Am class battle that the bronze drivers do need to do an hour of drive time after the second or in the second half of the race. So that sets them up really nicely. And remember, if a Pro-Am car stays on the lead lap, put a Pro driver in at the end, they become as outright a contender as anybody else. So Alessio Piccarello behind the wheel of 9-11 at the moment, their fifth outright, but Yasser Shahin still to drive. And the same for car 88, who sits ninth outright. So potentially hard of racing in with a really good shout, put their fast drivers in, their properly fast drivers in at the end, and they'll be an outright contender for this one as we confirm the Pirelli leaderboard all the way down to the bottom end of the top 20. So you can see cracking in to the top 20 for the first time today, Marcus Flack behind the wheel of the Method Motorsport McLaren leading the GT4 class. Invitational, who wins Invitational today is absolutely anyone's guess because at the moment it's still showing 7.02 as the leader because they had so many laps up their sleeve from everyone else and it's an endurance race. If the race stopped now, they'd still have the most laps. Whether they'd be classified or not would then be a massive argument. But this, until they get passed by another car in terms of laps completed, they stay where they are on the leaderboard. Um, and as we thought, there was some damage to the front because there was fluid that had come out mm. of that car and there's a bit of dry compound being put down there. BMW XM in the pit lane. And for the first time, it's Bastian Bus who has to decide when to go. And he goes about halfway down the hash marks before Murray's corner stays away from the inside line, finding the grip from the... Wet weather Pirelli ties. That's a smart restart. That means he won't be bothered into turn one. Garth, he can pick his line. Oh, and he's picked oh. the slightly wetter line that he wanted, and he's gone sideways. Oh. And that's going to cost him time up Mountain Straight. Has it cost him the lead already? It ha uh, No, not yet. But he's defending hard from Danny Giancadella for the run up Mountain Straight. I was about to say that Bruce had done his homework because he put the car exactly where you needed to put it at the final corner. You need to run it up the middle of the grid boxes and as soon as you leave the last corner, come straight back to the middle of the track. So he has done his wet weather research prior to coming to Bathurst. He is a properly talented young man, just 20 years of age but already the reigning Porsche Super Cup champion. One mate Porsche Racing's pinnacle last year. He knows how to wheel one of these 911s. That was the moment at Turn 1. He's... Uh, Porsche family teammate, not direct teammate, Piccarello a little bit wide. The question now is, was when does Matt Campbell peel off? So he'll have a couple of laps to serve that penalty, but he's currently up in fifth position. It's a big wag of the tail from Raffaele Marciello in car 46. And a pit stop breach for our silver class leader. So Sergio Perez behind the wheel. We just heard from Marcel Zalua in the lane about how trouble-free their day had been. All of a sudden, the uh, iron hand of Motorsport Australia race control comes down on them for a pit stop regulation breach. And car nine, Lee Holdsworth yeah, so will visit the lane. Both those breaches for 
safety car, two safety cars ago. Yes. And because we didn't yeah, have time to get all the penalties out, and that was for going through the red light at the end of pit lane. So they've been caught out with that one. It's just taken that long to process it all because we went straight back under safety car. Here's Matt Campbell. He's got a run on Raffaele Martiello. So does, do we reset the three laps that he's got to come in no. there off the end of the safety no, car? I don't think so. I don't think really. So, it's just, so if he had one lap under I mean, green before, he's, he's then got if to I'm the, If now, I'm coming now yeah, straight away. So you don't get caught out again. Yeah. Here we go. He's coming to the lane. So Because that's what caught him out last time. They did that extra lap. So into the lane. Massive commitment on entry for Matty Campbell, as you'd expect. Because when the number two car came in to serve their penalty, it was as the safety car peeled off. They jammed straight into pit lane and got it out of the way yeah. early. So there was that lap, one more, and then this was the lap that Matt Campbell had to pit. So transit down pit lane at 40 kilometres an hour. It's a 33-second transit. So he's going to tumble down the leaderboard to the bottom end of the lead lap. And that releases Marciello. In the 46 car, Engel third, Junkadella first, Boost continuing to play 1.7 seconds. He gained over that first lap. Back under green flag conditions, and there's Campbell out of pit exit. So the leader's going up the hill into the cutting. Campbell exiting turn one, and he has tumbled all the way down to 15th position. Shay Adam on the Intercom channel in the background posed a very good question to me that this is potentially the first time that Raffaello Marciello has driven this car in the wet at all. Because remember, he's made the switch from AMG Mercedes to BMW. Probably would not have tested in the wet at all in the lead-up to this one. So he'll be learning on the run what ABS setting to run, what traction control setting to run, what is the turbocharged engine's characteristic in the wet. The other guy that's going to be fun to watch is this guy, Cameron Waters. They haven't been particularly happy with the raw car speed of Triple Two in the dry, but in the wet, it could be a very different story. So let's keep an eye on Cam. They're up to six outright at the moment. Yeah. That got my attention as well, Rich. Here's Waters now looking up the inside of Picarello. Doesn't get the job done at Forest Elbow. So that's hampered his run down Conrod Strait for Waters, who now has comes under the attention of Lucas Stoltz. Ranges up side by side, and does he get by? Yes, he does. So Waters goes from the attack to the defend and loses a spot. And watch for Haza behind experience here. Wow, Stoltz was really wide. Just on that outside line past the kink. Picariello going along nicely in 9-1-1. That's the red and white shell Porsche. And peeling off into the lane is Raffaele Marciello. So he abandons out of this. And 46 pit lane drive through penalty yeah. crossing, crossing the blend line at oh. the exit of pit lane. Man, the unforced <laughs> errors in this race today. They are throwing curveballs. He's going to end up exactly where he was before this on the restart, dicing with Matt Campbell, who's just served his drive-through penalty. So, And also we've got a pit lane drive-through for the number 25 car as well. The Method Motorsport McLaren for safety car procedure as well. There's debris flying around up there at turn two as well as the... GT4 Merck dumps out the way. Dan Bilski, well, he'll assume the lead in class when Flack takes his drive-through. That's the first little faux pas for that team today yeah, as well. They've been otherwise really nice and smooth and controlled. 
uh, Alessio Piccarello, first time at Mount Panorama. He has been super impressive yeah. this weekend, getting up to speed, and especially in these conditions. You expect people like Maro Engel to be really good because he's got so many miles here. Lucas Stoles as well in all kinds of conditions. And Luca in 2022 in these cars in the wet was really good. But Piccarello doing well. And they're keeping car 911 in the mix in the knowledge that Yasashihim will jump into that car at some point between now and the chequered flag. And then it will be up to Harry King. Well, actually, Piccarello hasn't done that many laps in that car no. today, so it may well be him at the end. We're not far away from that point of starting to work backwards from hour 12. Yep. So now you're starting to see the effect of what tyre pressures teams decided to run the wet tyre at. Because remember when the teams put the wets on, it was hosing down with rain, so you would have the tyre pumped up. Now it's dried out in a rapid rate, so you don't want as much pressure in the tyre. So teams having to adjust on the hop, they didn't have a lot of time to adjust. They literally had to throw the wets at the car for the conditions at the time. But the cars you can now see starting to really move around on the blocks, on the wet weather tread pattern. And you'll be starting to think about, starting to have the discussion about when do you put the slick tyre back on. Morrow's under some pressure here in that group of M car in third place. Piccarello looking quite aggressive, trying to work his way past an angle, defending, driving down the inside. He'll claim it's trying to find water, keep the tyres cool, but we all know that's not the truth. Chad? The awkward thing about the tyres going off is you need the car to get in the fuel window because you could just come in and change tyres only, not have to do the full 85 seconds. That would be one way of handling it, but then similarly, you'd rather just get the fuel into it as well and get the full 85 second stop out of the way as the 911 goes to the outside. It's an extra complexity to think about. You wouldn't just come in and get rid of the tyres if you could. Uh, and the other thing to remember is, yes, we put wet weather tyres on, but we haven't put wet weather settings on these cars. Oh, close. Angle again covering his line. Piccarella trying to find every which way past, and that's got Lucas Stoles in this. has got some serious energy about it at the moment. And Engel struggling relative to the Porsche and the other AMG behind. But it's single-lane stuff at the top of the mountain. That's a really good question Chad poses. Yeah. So 14 laps since they last had a, a pit stop in these cars. But so really four green laps. Correct, correct, exactly right. So they've theoretically got a lot of fuel range yeah. still to go in these cars. So do you take the risk of diving in to put a slick tyre on without and you can just do the tyres no driver change, no fuel but you don't have to do the 85 seconds mandatory pit stop time who yeah. rolls the dice? Yeah. That's well, that's the question. It. It's going to literally be a roll of the dice because you could say oh well you leave the wets on because it might rain again but if you torture the wet here in these drying conditions the wet's no good to you anyway so you might as well come have got the slick so Looks you can up. see the dry line it's coming and just the way the cars are moving they're really slimy they're moving around on the tread block so there's no real water to go looking for offline because it's all gone because of the warm conditions here oh Piccarello just looked down by side there <laughs> Just a little step back at that moment. Uh, if you're outside the 10, if you're the silver class car of David Wall, Jack LeBrock's yeah. got the talent to do it, uh, you then you probably think about rolling the dice and be a bit of a pioneer because the net the result Holdsworth is that you, you could have a massive gain out of it. Holdsworth. I think that's for the penalty. Though, yeah, uh, for yeah, that. Sorry, so apologies. They're taking their drive-through penalty. You can just see yeah. there. 
Holdsworth leaving the lane. Stoltz trying to go around the outside at one. This is a great battle. <laughs> Third, fourth and fifth. Four-track position. Oh. Change of position here. Triple two. Dicing on. And that's Jamie Wincup getting up the inside of Cam Waters. The supercar race yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> a couple of old stages going at it there. Oh, Cam will appreciate hey. that. As Piccarello, Piccarello to the outside at Griffins. Does he sails around the outside and they'll be wheel to wheel on the run up to the king and the Porsche this That's time will have track position. Nice move. Here comes Stoltz. Does he get oh, in there? Not there. <laughs> not there. <laughs> that, that had disaster written all over it in capital letters. Saw a repeat of the BMW just with two quicker cars doing it. That's a big move for Picciarello and a nice job to hang on the outside at two which gave him the inside for the run to the cutting. Just here, how much they're off the throttle, rolling the car through the corner rather than loading the tyre. And it looks to me like Engel, it's got the higher tyre pressure. That car's really struggling with comparison to Lucas Stoltz. If you compare Mercedes v Mercedes. Boost, meanwhile, out in front for Phantom Global, 1.9 seconds. Cleared away. Juncadella trying to chase him. Looking forward to getting a bit of a lap time comparison from Picarello. Now he's in some clean air and has been able to dispatch Maro Engel. See what that car can do. The Porsches have been really good over a race run so far today. And now Lucas Stolls is looking racy. Sun Energy One Racing, defending champions of this event last year and the year prior, looking for a three-peat. Lucas Stolls has won those races with this team. He's behind the wheel of the car we're watching. We're on board with Maro Engel looking backwards. A couple of Mercedes AMG stars duking it out. One little milestone we have missed in this one is that we're 167 laps into this race. Ah. So a thousand Ks has been and gone, that 161 milestone. We're well into the second thousand Ks of this race now as Stolls continues to find a way past that. Bastion Boost leads by 1.3 seconds. Daniel Yuncadella for Craft Bamboo Racing second. Alessio Picciarello for Manti EMA. That's the Pro-Am car. And class leader next. These two go side by side. Can Stolls do a repeat? That's contact. Naughty. Almost trading paint at the top of the rise on Mountain Straight. Engel with a driving line. Return serve under the braking zone before Griffin's bend and holds on. Where's the head of Mercedes Motorsport right now? He'll have his he hands, his head in his hands. Those two banging wheels up Mountain Straight and into the braking zone into turn two. I just had a quick look at the lap times for the previous completed lap because we were starting to wonder what's the crossover time. Wets to slicks. And our race leader, Bastian Boos, a 16.5. Danny Yunkadella a 16.0. So we thought it was going to be around the 16s. So they're there now. So it becomes a strategy play. The, the track's probably ready. But does it fit the strategy at hand right now? One driver way belong, below that crossover. I'll come back to that because this is pretty wild. <laughs> Burrow angle left. Lucas way Stoltz to right. to sell it, Rich. Well, <laughs> right there as well. Expectations. <laughs> yeah, it's the one at the hub that gets me. This on board with Burrow. Luca just got such good drive out of that corner and a little bit a of good side, side draft. draft. Yeah, right there at the rear quarter. Your car just gets sucked along, but then it works for Maro when Luca gets the run right there. That's oh, why Maro was fighting to stay there because it works for him. 
just came out into the middle of the road just enough to, so he didn't have to pinch that corner too much. It's got keep fighting written on the <laughs> dash that. of Maro I, that earlier. <laughs> I think he's just looking at that every 20 seconds going, OK, OK. <laughs> They were both sideways and it hasn't cost either of them. It is costing both of them, well, time-wise, but not position. So Engel defends into the final corner. Stoltz trying the crossover move, but that's not going to work this time. Uh, look what that's doing to that gap between them and the chasing cars. That is extraordinary that this fighting and losing so much time. Oh, it's exacerbated by the fact they can't get the power to... Oh, the rear tyre on <laughs> Lucas Stoltz's is gone, yeah. and we know that Mara Engel's probably gone more. So he didn't even turn in to Hell Corner there. The rear just danced its way around the corner. Stoltz just held the steering wheel straight. <laughs> so the reason they're hanging on, folks, is because they're trying to get as far into this pit stop sequence as they possibly can. The other driver I just wanted to talk about had a drive-through penalty, was 35 seconds from the lead. He's now ninth, 21 seconds from the lead. Matt Campbell, on last time round, was three and a half seconds a lap quicker than the cars in front of him. So Matt Campbell flying in the former race-leading Porsche. Fortune favors the brave, and there are brave people in the pit lane right now feeling that the crossover point is this moment. We have slick Pirelli tires going on to the number two MPC Audi. That car still receiving service and actually getting a little bit of uh, ice, dry ice, getting put in the side of the car. So Ricardo Fellow should get extra cool on this stint. The 48 M Motorsport Mercedes, they are going on to shiny sticker new Pirelli tires. That's relevant. Stick with me now. If we go further up the pit lane directly across from me are both the 888 and the 27 Mercedes. Both of those cars have scrubbed Pirellis to go on the car. That should be a little bit less harsh going out on what is still a very damp circuit. Thanks, Shay. Great point. Uh, if I'm a race car driver, I want scrubbed tyres, not, yeah. not brand new shiny green tyres. So that is a relevant point that Shay makes. The tyre that you put on the car is relevant. Whether there's two types of slicks, the brand new ones or a very lightly used ones, and you would want the scrubbed one. It just comes up to temperature that little bit nicer less slippery in these changeable conditions. I'm reminded by uh, Daniel Priest that nobody races harder against each other as the factory AMG <laughs> drivers do, and he's right, actually. He's just reminded me of uh, Raffaele Marciello when he was still with AMG versus Mauro Engel at the Nürburgring last year. That was incredible. Well, Jules Gounon versus Mauro Engel here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the league, yeah. almost for the win. I don't yep. think it's exclusive to Mercedes-AMG. No. I've been in the middle of a few <laughs> Audi factory driver fights. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't think it's exclusive to one brand. Let's put it that way. Mm. They've all got the same toys. They just want to win. So we'll keep an eye out on the cars that have just stopped. So Ricardo Feller, a bit of a pioneer. Car number two. Here goes Lucas Stolz again, looking to the outside. The triple eight of Brock Feeney is in the lane. So another of our front runners rolling the dice and coming to the lane for slick tyres. Let's hear from Jack. Yeah, it's all happening down here in the Sun Energy One garage. But I'm here with the Mayor of Bathurst, Jess Jennings. You've got an exciting announcement about Kenny Abul joining Bathurst City Council. Absolutely. Uh, we've uh, accepted and uh, asked uh, Kenny to be an ambassador of Bathurst and we're absolutely delighted to have him. 
it's really cool when Kenny comes to Australia. The only place he calls home is on Conrod Strait, so he's actually a resident. He actually is a resident and uh, he's a local, just like all of us here who live here 365 days a year. There's a lot of uh, drivers and fans who have uh, Bathurst as their spiritual home and uh, Kenny's gone that step extra to make it his physical home. So we are delighted to have him and have him as an ambassador for Bathurst and Mount Panorama. Very good. Let's watch on and see if he can get three in a row. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks, mate. I saw the Bathurst City Council stickers actually on the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that. I thought that's cool. Of, yeah. There it is. It's on the Inca. So that's cool of Kenny to do that. Didn't yeah. realise that the city was giving him the keys to the city. <laughs> uh, by the way, credits to GT here. Two sixteen, he said, was the crossover time. Guess what times we're doing now. So they are in the sixteens. The, the question will be, what will the cars that have just gone out on slicks do on their first couple yeah. of laps while they're trying to generate some tyre temperature? And it will be a case for a while that if you go half a car width offline, you might be in some peril. This battle continues, speaking of peril. And Maro Engel peels off, and Jamie Winkup follows. So Winkup's been a big... Oh, Angle, Winkup, they're the... both in the grass. I was so close to saying you've got to be so careful when it's <laughs> dry on the racetrack and wet on pit lane because you can get caught out. Two of the best, there you go. You're wow. nailing the calls today so much they preempted you on that one. <laughs> so... And in comes Matt Campbell as well out of seventh position. So he dragged that car for more than 35 seconds off the lead to 21. Have a look. There you go. Have a go at the spray in the braking zone. Spray still coming out of the guards. Maro Angle. Uh-oh. Jamie Winkup's thinking, I'm just going to break where Maro does. Yeah. He follows him in. Yeah. <laughs> and they both go through the grass. He won't get it wrong. He'll be fine. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. And ironically, they pit basically adjacent to each other at the Merck end of pit lane. So Angle, Winkup, Campbell, Waters in as well for Scott Taylor Motorsport. So they're going to go to slicks on that car as well. Manti EMA going to work. So the first car in to put the slick on was Ricardo Feller in the number two Audi. So that's the one we need to keep an eye on. Like He had to make up some track position as well from that penalty. But as a outright competitor, that was the first car to come get slicks. So when these cars leave the lane, how close will that be? to that car. We just look at the middle sector last time round. 36-3 for Feller across the top of the mountain versus Marciello was a 36 and a bit as well. Yeah. So basically borderline now. Well, there you go. Car for car. Half yeah. to the 39-2 in the other Audi. So three seconds across the top of the mountain for a slick tyre. The AMG fleet leave pit lane. Heart slick tyre equipped. Heart racing Ian James in the pit lane as well. This is for the race lead. Yeah. So Daniel Junkadella has got to the back of Bastion Boos. And Porsche versus Mercedes, not for the first time in this race at this place. Not for the last time today, I don't I think either. Guarantee you that for a fact. Official margin point two. Oh, Look at Boos, that in. thing's moving around you there. Yeah, they're not using those tyres anymore. Now, do they fall for the same trick that we saw Maro Engel? No, the radio call went out, I think. Yeah. Careful on pit entry. That smart play. They're both into the lane. So how does that play out for the cars that have just come to the lane, taken on their slick tyres and left versus these two one lap later? The overcut worked this morning, slick tyre versus slick tyre. How does it work, wet tyre versus slick tyre? 2.12 for Ricardo Feller last time around. So that's a good couple of seconds yeah. advantage mm -hmm. on that lap alone. 46 in as well. 
Picarello stayed out in the 9-1-1 Porsche. Kane sharing with Yasser Shikin and Harry King. And a driver change going on here at Phantom Global. So this rejoin, we're going to get almost cleansed the running order with everyone on a slick tyre and get an idea of who stands where as we continue to charge to the finish. So this is the driver change down at Sun Energy One Racing. The team name is 75 Express. Kenny set up his own race team to run the program now. And that is a slick Pirelli P0 tyre. Great news that Pirelli back on board with this event till 2028. Global partner of GT3 Racing. And this is the interesting one. So, oh, and a, that's the Superglass Racing Matt Stone car. They just got this car back on the road. I just saw it in the background leaving pit lane. Oh, there's Angle. Angle. It's just all went, happening again. Just went to Sleeks. So there's going to be another safety car here. So Hollinger finds himself. Well, it's Cam Hill, I think, at the wheel of that car. At the end of Mountain Straight. This is going to work for 911. Yes. From a safety free, car. Yes. They've got a free pit stop. Well, he's still got to, he's still got to be in there for 85 seconds. Uh, 85 seconds. Yeah, but the rest of the field is doing 80 hey. Yeah. Mm. So you're right. The, the rest of the trains on the Scarletric set doing the same speed. Whereas if you did it under green, everyone's at full race speed. So there it is. The 911. Double yellow has been waved at the incident. Has the safety car being called? Wait to see the XM. Everybody's on the 80k limits now. 911's on Conrod, if not a little bit further around, so they can oh, wow. peel off very wow. quickly. So let's just have a look what's happened here. Oh, you can't oh, stop it. No, no, there's been an issue there with that car. I wonder if that's a hangover from yeah, the I think so, because Cam Hill's experienced enough to know not go out of pit lane and not take it easy at turn two. So that car hasn't turned after his steering input. So right. a real shame for that team. Did a great job to get it rebuilt and back out there. There is Picarello. So this is a car that... So into the chase, isn't it? Yeah, coming yep. into the yeah. chase. Yet, yet to stop to put slick tyres on out of that whole leading group. They were the only one that stayed out one extra lap. How far ahead is he? Brake pads. Brake pad change for the Audi. Interesting. So it's not mandatory this year. No. He's been, they've been in the lane for a long time. It's counting up over two minutes now. So this... Can Picarello get in and out without losing the lead here? I doubt uh, it. 35 seconds? No. Surely not. I'll report back to you on that one, if you don't mind. <laughs> Please hold caller. Yep, thank you. Jackson yep. Evans well, is the next car through. Jackson Evans is coming through Metal Great now. Yeah. Wow. Well, the, the on, timing's on saying the gap is two minutes. Well, there's uh, Jackson on, Evans. At this speed. At this speed. So, which is at, fine. Yes. Yeah, he's in and out. No problem. He's with, with change. Yeah. With free, change. <laughs> this isn't a free pit stop. They're, they're getting some bonus <laughs> as well. This is, yes, the roll of the so dice today. Pits one, gets one free. Yes. So, Mante EMA, we've praised them for their strategy with 912 car. Yep. And this car, remember, was backwards in the gravel trap at Philomy, a lap down. Yeah. And through this phase of the race, it's going to come out of pit lane in this one with an advantage outright in the lead. <laughs> uh, extraordinary. XM is back on the track. And this car could still be leading when it comes back out. Full service for the Pro-Arm Porsche 991 version of the venerable 911. Oh, that's such a good shot. Oh, love it. Yeah. 
probably left actually pretty casually just to make sure they don't breach. Correct. The 85 second. There's no need to have it right up. Shotgun under the throat because you've, Jackson got, Evans? you've got room to spare. Where's Jackson Evans on the GPS tracker? Somewhere on Conrod at the yeah, moment. He's miles, stuck miles in the behind. dead spot in Conrod. So he at 80k an hour, that's half a lap. <laughs> the, you know, the better the art that you are, the and the more you prepare, the luckier you the get. The better you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that is absolute quality. Jackson Evans not even down to the right hander. What it does do is put Yasser Shahin behind the wheel. He has to do One hour. 60 minutes of the race yeah. in the second half of the race as a bronze driver in the Pro-Am class car. So remember, it can race outright. It can win outright. And it would win both trophies. And he'd go home with two boy cell watches. However, <laughs> however, he has to deal with Jackson Evans, yeah. Maximilian Goats, Jules Gounon, Mick Grenier, Ricardo Feller. I could go on and on and on because the That's talent awesome. stacked up behind them. And that's an important point you make, Rich, is that if this was a full-course yellow, yellow, he would maintain that gap. But this is a safety car yellow, so they will bunch the field. So there's the BMW XM safety car. Heart of racing car just double, double, double checking. checking, triple checking. Yes, you're yeah. okay. You go by. Thank you very much. I'll that was Ross Gunn. And here's our race leader, yeah. Yasser Shaheen. So he has to fall in behind. That was Ross Gunn being very, yes. very careful yeah. because they're in with a shout of this pro yeah. um, category. What we need to look for in the next one hour now, while Yasser Shaheen is behind the wheel of that number 911, is what the other... Pro-Arm cars are doing. Now, we know that the 27 of Ross Gunn that we just saw there, almost a lap behind, and that's really important that he didn't drop off the lead lap. He's going to come back around. They've got no more time for Ian James to do. So it's Alex, Alex Riberos and Ross Gunn to the end in that car. I'll answer your question for you right now. Prince Jeffrey Ibrahim is aboard the number 88. And he's got his hour. AMG Mercedes, so he's getting his time. He was the other driver. It was Yasser yeah. Shaheen and Prince Jeffrey Ibrahim Correct. to do their hour. So they're now aboard both those cars. So there he is, Prince Jeffrey Ibrahim. So the field will condense under the safety car once everyone closes up at the 80 kilometre an hour speed. Do you remember how the restarts have been completely sedate and nothing's happened all day today? Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah. And, and that was when the, the racetrack was fully dry and there were no wet edges. So, yeah, that's, mm -hmm. it, I'm, I'm forecasting a very casual restart to this one. Yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And everybody on slick tyres on a cold still, slick tyres. Cold slick tyres on a greasy track. What could possibly go wrong here, gentlemen? I think we're going to have to pull our belts down a bit tighter when we go back to Green. Four and a half hours still to go, and we've still got plenty to talk about. So make sure you stay with us. One hundred and seventy-two laps into the Repco Bathurst twelve hour for twenty twenty-four. It's turning into another beauty. Just over seven and a half hours ago, the field burst into life in perfect conditions. Cool, crisp and bright morning on the mountain. This was a huge moment. Ironically, a car deposited into the sand trap at 200 kilometres an hour currently leads the race. This car, unfortunately, taking no further part. The Shell WRT BMW in the fence hard at the cutting and well and truly out of the race. Our pulsating car, no chance of winning today. It's been a yo-yo kind of day for the Janetta. A real challenge for these guys in the GT4 class. And busy has been the byword, especially at the top of Mount Panorama. 
That copped the number two car, a two-minute penalty standing in pit lane for turning the Matt Stone car into pit lane. Ironically, that car's just brought out the next safety car. And then the rain came to the mountain and everyone scrambled to put wet weather tyres on. There was a pit lane miscue for Manti EMA. They served a drive-through penalty when they weren't allowed to. They had to repeat that under green flag conditions. This was a big, bold pass around the outside. Alessio Piccarello fighting his way past Mauro Engel in a really entertaining battle between Porsche and Mercedes. AMG, and then Lucas Stolls decided he wanted to get into the mix. They boxed on on Mountain Straight. They traded paint once, and they traded paint again the next time around. And through all of that, the track started to dry, and we've gone back to slick tyres, and that brings us up to speed with the safety car out for a car stuck in the tyres up there at Turn 2. This car leads the race with Yasser Shahin, two-time Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia champion, behind the wheel under the control of the BMW XM safety car. There's the Pirelli leaderboard. So Porsche leading Porsche. And then it's Mercedes AMGs in third, fourth, and fifth place. The first Audi is car number two there. Ricardo Filler behind the wheel. And then you go back and find Philippe Fraga, Maxime Martin, David Ball. The Lamborghini is ninth outright. They have crept up on this. Great job for our silver class leading car today. And Matt Campbell, safety car helps car 912, gets them right back in the mix. Yeah, all those times are going to close up. Here's the Bazell watches class leaders with Jackson Evans for Phantom Global Racing, the best uh, of the pro cars, but not the best <laughs> position because the pro-am car is leading with Yasser at the wheel. David Wall for Wall Racing is in the top 10, as we mentioned, uh, and that is the silver leader. GT4 Chassis Mostert for Method Motorsports McLaren and MRA Motorsports are in the, the, in the lead of the Invitational class with uh, Darren Curry behind the wheel of the Triple One Mark two from 2023 and our chat is down in the pillar thank you john i'm just pondering fuel at the moment and particularly for the porsches so historically here and crowds will back this up the porsches just seem to get great mileage around the mountain here they can go a lap or two more but they've been able uh, to do that in the past but this year there's a rule that says you're not allowed to do more than 32 laps in a stint in normal racing conditions now guys would you call these normal racing conditions from this green flag. No. I reckon if I was in the Porsche camp, I'd be thinking just how long we can make these stints and you'd have a pretty good argument on your hands to say these are not normal racing conditions. And now that everyone's back on slicks, I figured it'd be nice time to tell you it's just started sprinkling in pit lane. Not normal racing conditions. Well, Ian James never been to the mountain before, so he doesn't know what normal racing conditions are. You got both the race start in the darkness, and then they put you back in the car to get your 60 minutes drive time in the second half out of the way, and then the skies opened up. So Mount Panorama has given you about everything you can handle, but now you've earned the cup of coffee. What do you think about your experience here? I mean, it's just been off the charts. You know, no matter what the result is, this is like a dream come true for me to be here and racing. Um, the track has lived up to its hype. And uh, I'm just excited every lap. Maybe not so much in the wet. Uh, that was a little bit nerve-wracking, but uh, brought it back in one piece. Got Ross and Alex to finish it off. Talk a little bit about uh, coming to this track. None of you have ever raced here before. So when the conditions are wet and they're asking you, do you think it's the crossover time? You have to delve back into so much of your experience to try and say yes or no. Yeah, exactly. And it's a lot easier when they say Ross is getting in the car, so it's time for slicks. <laughs> That's for sure. But, uh, no, I mean, we don't really have it experience of the track the local knowledge you can really see the guys that know the track well in the wet that you know try to follow them a little bit but uh ah, we've learned a lot this year 
Job well done so far. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Ian James, what a great character. A Brit now living in the States and raced over 30 times at 30 different events uh, last year. We've got a moment or two before we go back to green flag racing. Uh, it's been a bit of a tradition here at the Repco Bathurst 12 Hours that we send our pit reporters out to uh, sample some of the traditions here. We're not letting Jack Perkins off with this at all. And he's up at the top of the mountain. Well, I found myself at McPhillamy Park, and let me tell you, these cars over 200 kilometres an hour are very impressive, but as are the fans. I found myself here, Dunger Derby, and this is Chris. I want to ask you, what's Dunger Derby all about? Uh, Dunger Derby is a, um, as a um, local charity group that, um, from the Fraser Coast, so we have a, um, uh, a local charity group that does a, an annual run, um, pretty much like the uh, usual um, the big charities. Um, we do take tw roughly 250 people out um, out on a tour for a four-day tour once a year and um, raise a lot of money for our, uh, our, cha our community in Fraser Coast. It's a great cause. Now, I see a lot of the guys here that you've got with you. have got the, the years on the shirts. Oh, yes, yes. So how many years have you been coming along and who are we supporting? Um, we're, we're actually at, um, supporting uh, Car 77. Um, and a few and a few other other teams, but um, yeah, we're good enough to uh, to come and org be organised by Paul, and um, yeah, our group get a shirt every year, so it's great. I can see why you sit up here. It's a great spot yeah, and a great great cause, guys. All the best up here. All right, thank you very much, Jack. Cheers. Jack at the top of the mountain and the vagaries of Bathurst. It's sprinkling again down here on Pit Lane when everyone's just gone back to slick Pirelli tyres. Yasser uh, Shaheen, at the moment, loving the fact that he's behind the XM safety car. He's got to do a full one hour yeah. in this second half of the race. He'd be happier that he's eating up some of that time under safety car. Correct. So exactly that's, right. that's a win. It's a massive win for them. But he's still got a job to do in the Pro-Am as the Brollies go back up again. I was about to say, what would you guys say if I told you it was raining at the cutting? Now that we've brought all the cars in, the track's dried out, we've brought all the cars in, we put slick tyres on, and now it's raining again. I'd look at you with a blank, slightly exasperated look on my face, I think, because it's just the story of that, the day. That's just Bathurst. No, it's, <laughs> that's what happens here. The <laughs> mountain design. me too. That's, there is, on the radar at least, weather all the way around Bathurst at the moment, uh, except for sort of northeast side, which is the weather's coming across sort of west-southwest at the moment, pushing up across Bathurst. However hard it rains, even if it's only a little bit, it is going to make the surface greasy again because we've not had proper sunshine on the surface of the circuit and, and that UV energy. We've not had that for hours now, Garth. So the actual... We've not had a UV energy on the track, so the track is going to be cold. Be whatever certainly happens, cooler than the initial shower yeah, when it came. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's a very good point that you make. So you, if I'm a driver out there right now, I am working 
double time to get as much tyre temperature into the car as I can now because the, the, the more temperature you can get in the tyre, the deeper into the rain you can go on a slick and give the team more time to make a better informed decision whether to go to a wet tyre or to stay on a warm slick. So we feel like there's, there was a period half an hour ago that was critical for decision-making. And I feel like that's coming again in the next five minutes. And this is where the communication between driver and pit wall is crucial because they have to work together. The pit wall can look at the data and the radar. The driver is the only one that can tell them what it's actually like yeah. all the way around the circuit. And remember, no intermediate. You have a slick, you have a wet, no cut slicks. So... Yeah. Just see the enormous bolt of lightning in that shot as the cars were coming over Brock's I Skyline. deliberately ignored talking about that, Mr. Uh, Grill. Spooky. Well, was that good very, very frightening? Yeah. Yes. Like, if you're any one of these cars on the racetrack right now, absolutely. Here's the wave bite. This is the BMW XM safety car. Now, this is matter for he from heaven for these guys because they get to charge around and we'll get oh. to put a bit of heat on. But We're look, seeing, actually starting to see some significant rain on Conrad Strait. So someone dive. Here we go to replay. This is Richard's lightning watch. Oh, that was way bigger than I thought wow. it was. <laughs> oh, mate, that was uh, electrifying. Oh, very good. Very good. As will this restart be, Yasser Shahin finds himself in a position leading this field. The safety car pulls away. It's up to the South Australian to lead the field back to green with Jackson Evans and Maxi Goats right behind him. And it's Somebody's going to pit here. Somebody is going to pit here. Lane. Do you roll the dice? Yeah. Who's it going to be? Coming back to green flag. Everybody back on slick Pirelli rubber as the rain starts to fall again. Is anybody going to hit the lane? Yasser Shaheen gets his foot down. Comes down to the final corner, searching for grip from those front Pirellis. Actually did a pretty good job there. Kept the car on the black stuff, but it is looking filthy over to the west. Talk about pressure for Yasha Shaheen. Bronze driver leading outright. He was in the car when it was turned around at the top of the mountain and sat yep. in the gravel track contemplating life, wondering whether they were going to continue. Now he's in the lead of the race, fighting off Jackson Evans as they make their way up Mountain Straight to make it a bit more difficult for him. It's raining and they're on a slick tyre. Jackson Evans sends it up the inside. I think that's smart from Yasser. Yep. Follow someone else across the top of the mountain so you can get a gauge on the group level, but it is oh. raining significantly for the run to the cutting. This is as tricky as tricky gets. Jogunon yeah. trying to work his way through as well on the outside is Mick Grenier, the national storage car still side by side with Gunon, oh. still side by side with Gunon heading up the hill. Still side by side with oh, Gunon. They come out the other <laughs> side and Gunon manages to scrape past behind the Ricardo Fella in the KFC Audi. Really dicey conditions. Yasser Shahin, the cork in the bottle at the moment. He's third. Evans disappearing up the road in front. And Maxi Goats going with them. Yasser spun up the rear tyres. He was coming out of Griffin Bend. And that cost him up that incline. It's much steeper than it looks. But also, these cars are not right now. They are not his fight. He's got to get his 60 minutes in in the second half of the race. And then he can stand down. He's 
He's gunning for the pro-arm victory. So he's got to keep it pointing in the right direction. Meantime, at the front of the field. Yes, is doing an awesome yeah, job right now. Job. The full-time professionals are trying to crash into each other. Because Mick Granny had just got into Gunon on the run into the elbow there. They're all boxing on as they head down Conrod Strait. So it's certainly wetter on the west side of the circuit over at the cutting and the run out of turn two. That's where the weather comes from and it makes its way across the racetrack. Here come the Mercedes, they're through. Yasser, I think, let them go. Ricardo Fella up the inside as well. Oh, Campbell so off. Campbell very <laughs> wide on the entry and the braking and a couple of wheels off on the white line trying to get the Grillo Porsche stop change for the lead. Craft Bamboo now assume the race lead for the first time today. Oh, Maxime Martin. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Do not put it in the gravel trap. Oh, oh he will get away with this. Well, will he? Will he? If the splitter digs in. No, he gets out. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Brock Feeney <laughs> graphically showing what we're all doing. <laughs> uh, David Wall got passed by Campbell there as Mark went deep. Yasser Shaheen staying out of the way. He's done a really good job there to keep that 9-1-1 numbered car in one piece. Yes, he's dropping back down uh, towards the other pro-arm, but that's not important right now. No, he's done the right thing there by getting out of it on Mountain Straight as well and letting all of these pros go by. Kelvin van der Linder in the 22 out. He's gone past Cam Waters and Matt Campbell in front. And you're right, Campbell lost a spot to David Wall. He had two wheels off the road on the braking zone, uphilling to the chase there, and it really slowed him on the exit. Wow, M Martin. The National Motor Racing Museum is a great place to visit, but I don't think with not four right hours now. and 11 minutes to go in the race, it's not. It's a oh, oh, it is pouring down up the top now. So remember, last lap, it was dry. This is the challenge of Bathurst. The weather moves across the circuit so quickly. Darren Curry, he shortcuts. He doesn't want to have anything to do with the yeses. Mm. Oh, and you've got to slow down so much. Matty Campbell, he went around the outside of David Wall there. So David Wall doing the right thing into full conservation mode. And look at him. You could drive your rent-a-car down the hill quicker than that. So now the driver surviving as the weather makes its way across the circuit. Teams ready and waiting. I was going to say, you've got, uh, you're going to come in. Well, uh, you're not going to risk another gotta, one off well, the top. You've got to wait and see how thick and strong the front is because it can blow in and out so quickly. I saw it here in the 1000. Oh, man, that's serious. Oh, right. that's, you can hear it. They're pitting. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're pitting. pitting. Yeah. Oh, man, now you've got to be seriously careful of aquaplaning on a slick tyre and seriously becoming a passenger. Luke Gordon, who... Much drier, much yeah. drier into the chase. It's so localised. It's ridiculous. Luke Gordon, who was one of the cars waved by Pitts, Holdsworth, Pitts, Webb, Pitts. All three of them, Bathurst 1,000 winners. Matt Campbell gobbling up lap cars in Grello. He's up to sixth place already. Unbelievable. Oh, have a go at Picow coming out of the chase. Do they pit? Now they're all yeah. trying to race to pit entry. They don't want to get stuck behind the lap cars coming into pit lane. Who's what? that That's the... That's that's the Scott Taylor Motorsport car, triple two. Wow. Cam Waters. I like He's it. rolling the dice. Okay. That's going to be an adventurous lap across the top of the mountain this time by. Clear racetrack for Cameron Waters. He is going to lead the Repco Bathurst 12 hour on slick tyres. And what at the top of the mountain is a very wet racetrack. And at the bottom is a very busy pit lane. I was going to say, how long is it since an AMG has led the race? And then we've had two different yeah. AMGs leading in consecutive laps, but two different AMGs as everybody is in the lane. 85 seconds stop. New tyres.
Uh, actually, no, because they don't have to. Right, if they don't fuel, let's remind ourselves. Tire only fuel, stop. It's a tire only stop, so it is a race of the pit crew. I can't see a single team putting fuel in, guys. They're all taking tires only because they're also conscious of the 85 seconds. They want to get in, get out. So while all that was taking place, I jumped out of the commentary box and did the old sticky head out the window trick. The front doesn't look that big. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh. Could so this be? could be a blinder from Carl So that's what we're saying. If you can survive the next oh. couple of laps and the front doesn't develop into something serious, I mean, it's wet there at Reed Park for Cam Waters. Last year in this race, Manti EMA, without a timed pit stop, had the fastest stops. Matt Campbell has drumped everybody yeah. to get to second place. Yeah. Oh, oh Waters. The top, Cam Waters drops it. Yeah, look at the rain of McBellamy and Skyline. That's it. The, 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 rolling the dice has not worked. The only thing that he's looking about that. Straight ahead. Straight ahead. Don't even bother with the S's. It he was... might not stop it. It's, he's aquaplaning down the hill. This is the problem. The only thing he was looking about there is that the gravel trap was so wet he got out of the other side. But he, he's literally tiptoeing. This is the leader of the race. And he's going to get caught up very, very quickly indeed. Shea Adam in the pit lane. Guys, what defines a stint? Does a tire only stop define a stint? Because if it does, then we have several teams who have breached the two stint maximum per driver. Matt Campbell being one of them in the 912 Manthai Porsche. Uh, is it is it how, how long you're in the it's in how long you're in the car though isn't it rather than a stint surely well, dives to the rule fuel stint here's fuel Cam Waters trying his best to stay alive in the triple two AMG Mercedes on a slick tire at McPhillamy comes out the other side and scarily enough the slowest corner on the track was probably the most dangerous for him coming yeah. down the hill let's yeah. hear from Chad and Pit Lane. My understanding of the rule is it's 150 minutes, minutes, which for a pro driver equals two stints. That's why they've designed that rule. So it would be like two stints of driving in completely green conditions. But I could see where a few teams will get confused with that because they've designed the 150 to meet the two stints. But there's nothing that says you could just stop as many times as you want in the 150 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Bang, bang on, Chad. The, re the regs back that up. It, it is a timed situation rather than a set number of periods behind the wheel between pit stops but it's just the way they're playing the race out <clears throat> so with Cam Waters pitting Matthew Campbell now finds himself back in the lead of the race having served two, two drive through penalties one of them he wasn't allowed to well what it was just a drive through what he just drove through the pit lane for oh, I'd love this race. nothing at all oh, I love this car race it's insane, this is it? incredible uh, two oh, yes Sheen's pulled up under his boot. Well, was he? Was no, just, what happened there was he went to go. Yes, because they, go. they were waiting for the 85 seconds. And they didn't need to because it was, uh, presumably, that was tyres only. Chad was down there watching. Oh, have a go it's, at the rain at the cutting. It's not nice, is it? So I said it's only a short front, but there's plenty of it in this front. <laughs> so you're that's, not going to survive if you're not on That's what's tricky about Bathurst, yeah. making a call on the weather because it blows across so quickly. It, often you can come in, jump at shadows, put a wet on it, and then you're back two laps later. But this one has played out. You definitely need a wet tyre. This is Porsche 911 weather as well. Yeah. Rear engine car, predictable handling, full tank of fuel, and the fuel tank is in the front, so that helps the balance. Ironically, as the car burns off the fuel, the balance of the car in the wet will go away. Yeah, it gets worse it's more and more. It's really, really yeah. awful. <laughs> Oh, here, Matty there. Wow. Spin the tyre up, fourth gear, leaving McPhillamy Park. 
And this is where it's really tricky, coming down the hill, because obviously the water runs down the hill. Yeah. And that corner right there before the dipper is the slipperiest corner on the circuit. You can feel like you're walking down there and the car will get away from you. Right now, Matt Campbell wishes that he's, he was in a Porsche Cayenne and not in his 911. Let's have a listen to the flat six engine as he comes off the elbow. Did you hear what he did there? He was first gear. Before he even got anywhere near full throttle, it short-shifted to second. The punch, he first gear to stop the car and rotate it, and then straight back to second to minimise the wheel spin. That was really nicely done. So it's a, probably the driest part of the track is here as we make our way down Conrod and into the chase. Big lift there. Yeah, in the wet. It's definitely a lift. Yes. Oh, understeer through the chase. Really nice and patient there. Yeah. It's so easy to overdrive the car in, in these conditions, isn't it, Garth? Yeah. Where you get on the throttle a tiny bit too early and you're just going to get that understeer scrub of the front tyres. And that is going to cost you time side by side at the BMW M elbow. Four hours to go. the amount of water they're moving at the elbow there. Yeah. It's like a wake in front of a boat. And those Mercedes-AMGs as they negotiate the BMW M elbow. So we celebrated Cam Water's bravery, spending that extra lap on the circuit on a slick tyre, but it's cost him 49 seconds yeah. to the race lead. So basically surviving the moment at McPhillamy and then going full survival mode to get back to pit lane has cost him a lot of time. I, I agreed with you at the time, Rich. I loved, I loved the bravery and I loved rolling the dice, but it wasn't the time. The conditions didn't work in their favour. It's, it's heavy now on the front straight as well. Uh, it doesn't lie so much down here. The wettest part is still up on the top of the mountain, and that is also treacherous because of how many times the car goes light. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> This is where the guys earn their money, Garth. Yeah, it certainly is. So as it starts to normalise, we'll start to get a bit of an indication of what the wet weather pace is like for each of the cars because yeah. although we've had wets on the cars a little bit over the course of the day so far, we haven't actually really done any proper wet running. Oh. So Maxi Goats, big understeer for the get run down. And as you can see there, the water like teeming down the hill at the exit of the depot. And that's what catches you out when it really downpours here. Does the same out of Forest Elbow. Come out of Forest Elbow here. And just before the little kink, oh. there's another river that runs across the track. You can hear more spray than you can Mercedes-AMG V8. Yeah. It's extraordinary. It, it, this is why you put your pink fluffy slippers on, on the throttle. <laughs> because the best traction control in the world. They'll have clicked it up. You, Garth, you were mentioning earlier on about having a rain setting for the traction control, probably two or three different rain settings. But the best traction control in the world can't deal with running water like that. So there you go, that's the dipper. And there you can see water definitely runs downhill. So, <laughs> and when it really, really pours, that becomes a big, big issue. So they're the little tricks at Bathurst you need to learn. It takes years of experience. Oh, no, the M Motorsport car's gone around. Jack LeBrock is aboard that one. That's at Skyline. This car still on the lead lap, still a contender in the Boyceau Pro-Am class. And he'll be able to hopefully drive on if he can get that car refired. And he does. He's just clipped the left front part of the oh, front splitter. Gone safety car. 
Really? Yeah, the front split is definitely bent up. Yeah. Like I think there's a bit more damage than just that as well. So LeBrock gets the car going again. So if that's the only reason we're under safety car, it'll be a quick one. So, so here's LeBrock here. Oh, oh big airplane and then the tank slapper. And he actually went around before oh. Skyline. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a reverse entry to Skyline. Whoa. That's blowing a gale oh, up there. Oh, and he has no, wiped the wall hard. Yeah, Much bigger hit than I thought, yeah. So there'll be radiator damage to that car for sure. Totally. Wow. So uh, under four hours to go by the time we go back to grade. Well, in these wet weather conditions, the National Motor Racing Museum might be the place to be at the moment, just past Murray's Corner. There's a pedestrian bridge to it and everything. It is a great display. There's everything from a champ car in there to some of the greats of Mount Panorama's history on four and two wheels as well. Tributes to all of the greats of this place and Australian motorsport. It's a wonderful place to visit. There's a special Chrysler exhibition on at the moment I'm there. with some really cool Chrysler products from the Gagan era. Mm. There's a Valiant Pacer in there literally with your name on it. So I'm not sure how you've <laughs> conjured that up, John Hindoff, but it's happening. I'm uh, heading there in the morning to see Brad and the team. As we tick over three hours and 59 minutes to go, we're in the final third of this one and a pit stop for Scott Taylor Motorsport. Thomas Randall jumping behind the wheel of Car Triple Two, taking over from his Tickford Racing teammate Cameron Waters. And in the meantime, we've had some excitement. This is Jack LeBrock, top of Mount Panorama. Unpick this one for us, GT. <laughs> well, it started right back at the exit curb of McPhillamy, and it looked to me like the water had puddled yeah. against the racetrack in the curb. And then he aquaplaned out of there. The car got away from him, and then tank slapped around the wrong direction and rear entry into Skyline and then big heavy contact with the wall and you can see the front splitter sitting up on the left front of the number 48M Motorsport AMG Mercedes so a fair bit of damage to that one it was heavy contact into the wall so they also a... wonder whether there's radiator yeah. damage to that car, they're going straight into the garage which is a smart move. They've been having a decent day as yeah, well before that. Knocking about just outside the top 10, they went a lap down they got that back with the lucky dog Rich was talking about the wind at the top of the mountain, and there you go. It's become quite unpleasant for those of you that are here at the circuit. It's uh, very, very wet, very, very windy. There you go. Hang on to your easy ups, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you still getting plenty side. of thumbs up from the crowd on the top of the mountain, so they're pretty hardcore fans up there, aren't they? Jack. Yeah, I'm down in Triple Eight Garage, and to be honest, it's getting quite cool here. Brock Fenn, he's got the jumper on. I might steal that off him in a second. Hey, we saw your reaction when the rain came down, and yeah. it looked like you were pretty pleased to be in the garage. Yeah, look, it's much warmer in the car, but um, probably a bit nicer in here at the moment. But, yeah, I got a bit of the rain, certainly not lot like what it is here now, but it was super challenging. This track in the wet, it was daunting in the dry, let alone the wet. So um, Mick's doing a great job out there. We got a fast car, so let's see what we can do for the rest of the day. Hey, unlike the supercars, you can change a few things like the ABS and traction control. Yep. What do you do in the wet in this particular car? Yeah, you dial it down a bit. So, um, you know, you're probably in the traction control a little bit more and you try not to get in the ABS, though. But, look, they're just a couple of little aids that can help you along the way. There's a lot of painted lines and that on this track, which make it super challenging. And when you've got a concrete wall to manage, uh, you've got to be pretty careful. So, yeah, they're good cars. Uh, let's, let's see what we can do. So, we see, Will Brown's got shorts and T-shirts on here. He's done for the day. When do you get back in this car, Brock? Uh, not too sure yet. Uh, what is that? 
four hours to go. I've probably got another hour or two to chill out for a bit. I'm hoping this weather just disappears and we have a we have a dry race to the finish. And yeah, I think we're super fast in the dry, so I hope we we can be there at the end of the race. And do you hope that it's dry, or you just play the conditions to what it is? Yeah, it's going to be what it's going to be, mate. If I say one thing, it'll probably be the opposite. So um, we'll wait and see. I think we can be fast in both conditions. So yeah, bring it on. It should be good fun. I'll go well. I'll just point out there's a couple of uh, familiar faces here. We've got Marty Short, who's Brock's engineer, uh, normally in supercars, and over here. Andrew Edwards, who was Shane Van Gisbergen's engineer. He's going to be engineering Will Brown this year in Supercars. He's a data guy down here this weekend, so all hands on deck in Triple Eight Garage. Pretty overqualified data engineer, isn't <laughs> Andrew Edwards? <laughs> so here's Maxime Martin up the escape road, and then the brave decision to turn across the gravel trap and come out the other side. Will took a sigh of relief when it came out the other side, and so did Brock <laughs> Feeney, and he might have to race that car later today as well. So, now, so He's going to claim he'd seen that earlier in the weekend. Now, Max Martin, isn't he? He's going to say, I saw that a little bit. Just in case that happens, uh, I thought I, I might need a bit of purchase somewhere on the outside of that. Hmm. He'll claim it. You drivers have always got an excuse for everything. I know you have. <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, an exciting uh, period of time that we've just had. We're into the last third of the race. We've had uh, continuing problems for the Janetta, but... Um, uh, that is back out. No, it's not. It got trailered back, didn't it? So yeah. that didn't. That can't have got back out. So that one's disappeared. Uh, we lost the Mark car number 91. Uh, we lost the BMW number 32. Charles Vert's hitting the wall really hard. The Vortex uh, has dropped a lot of laps, but it's still showing on my screen as running. Uh, most recently, we've had problems for Charles Mostert in the McLaren Artura. And speaking of Chas, <laughs> And that's why that car is in the pits right now. Thank you very much for paying that one off for me. Our talent in the truck. Talent's always in the truck. Remind ourselves of that. And uh, let's pay a tribute to our camera operators as well who've had all sorts to deal with this week it's uh, we talked about how it takes an army to run the race uh, there's a fair few people involved with the tv production as well who've had an awful lot of work to do this week particularly as we started a day earlier with the world stream and thank you for all the nice comments that we've had from the for those of you around the world who have been tuned in and are still with us at, what, 3 o'clock in the morning, near enough in the UK, 4 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning in Europe. We've already had plenty to talk about. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fish up and ridges. G'day. Fish in his element. Yeah, completely. Mm -hmm. Yay. <laughs> Take a bow, ladies and gentlemen. Loving your work. Loving your work. Well, this is our camera that took some time out a little bit early on when <laughs> the WRT BMW made defence there and actually took out the camera.
cabling the, on the run up to the exit of the Audi Sport Cutting. Great new camera angle looking down onto that really shows the elevation and how tight that corner is. And thanks to the riggers who got it back up again. You know, uh, these things. Who would have thunk that we would have had a BMW take out uh, some of the infrastructure at that point? These are the things that you can't always plan for. Much like a motor racing team, you have to... The key word is pivot. React and pivot. Uh, good, good work by everybody. So, the rain is back. Oh, do you know I've said that and it's nearly stopped again on the front <laughs> Have you not learnt yet, John? <laughs> <laughs> 13 years you've been coming here. I know. Fantastic. Just fantastic. So still behind the XM safety car with, once again, a Porsche at the head of the race car field. So seen at Mount Panorama. I did just see the fantastic men and women of the Australian Army walking through Harris Park adjacent to our commentary position, and I feel like these are conditions appropriate for their support. Let's jump down to the lane. Shay. As you can tell by my hair, the conditions are very windy at the moment, and especially blowing through the garages, but it has gotten quite cold as well. And, Maro Angle, this is not what we expect from a third of the race to go. Normally, this is where stuff's heating up. Do you think this is going to help keep cooler heads prevail? <laughs> I don't know if the heads are cool out there for, for the guys that are driving at the moment. It's pretty crazy conditions, but, um, yeah, in Bathurst, we know that, uh, you know, the weather can play a role. Uh, Many years ago, I think there was a finish, uh, or close to a finish with, uh, with with a big thunderstorm as well. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's kind of cool because it, it uh, obviously mixed the race up a little bit. And uh, with the uh, change in regulations that, that have been made to this year and even during the race, uh, otherwise I think it would have been a bit boring. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Mercedes in particular. Every time that there's a pit stop they come in, they, they spray out to try and help with overheating. These conditions are definitely predominant to help cars cool. Is that going to help all of the Mercedes in the field? Yeah, for sure. I think that's uh, it helps keep everything cool. Um, be the same for every every car out there at the moment. But, um, yeah, right now, I mean, it's uh, it's it's on one side survival, but the fight is on because we all know that once once it dries out, it's extremely difficult to pass on track. And as, as mentioned with the regulations, the way they are strategy wise you almost have you have your hands tied you have no chance to do anything really you guys are in a very strong position though and with this amount of time to go time behind the safety car are you minding that or are you okay that things are staying calm it's good it's uh it's up and down i mean uh it's it's a challenge we're we're, we're probably not the quickest out there we're you know for sure it's it's a it's a challenge we're not you know fully fully happy with the pace but um you know we're hanging in there trying to do a good job and uh, let's see where we are at the end good luck the rest of the way thank you So uh, let's just basically shuffle the pack again and <laughs> play in a few more variables. But what we have got after all the trials and tribulations for the Manti EMA number 912, the Grello Porsche, and then the uh, 992 Type, the new shape car, back at the head of the field with Matt Campbell behind the wheel. 
make a point that what this lengthy safety car is doing is helping car 911 yeah, with yeah, Yasushikin and car, car 88. 88 with Jeffrey Ibrahim behind the wheel. So they've got to do that one hour of bronze driver time. So they got into those cars with four hours and 25 minutes to go. There's three hours and 49 now to go. So there's a big chunk of time that's been used up behind the safety car. And look who's in third position, Ross Gunn, in the heart of racing. Uh, AMG by SPS uh, and that car has got only pro time to go to the end of the race and they will be spitting feathers that they haven't been able to reel those guys in and put a gap on them before that time's elapsed but that's I'm afraid that is the way the cookie crumbles they played a smart move uh, in the 27 AMG Mercedes, getting that time done as early as possible. With Ian James, so, yeah. With Ian James, and um, we saw the pressure that Yasser Shaheen was under in that safety car restart about 25 minutes ago where the entire field came on by, but he survived that, and uh, more safety car time here is using up that one hour that they need to get done in the second half of this race. Uh, the... We've just had a bunch of cars go past the XM, which would be a lovely place to be in uh, with its all-wheel drive. And we, th- as that car is still out, that means they went before being told by race control. So that is they, that is punitive penalty when you do the wave by. Uh, and it's uninitiated. We'll wait to see what race control makes of that while Chad reports from the pit lane. Yeah, thank you, John. Uh, furthermore, it was actually... Um, <clears throat> it was Shay who was straight onto the, the, the strategy that they were trying with Ian James, and I just wanted to really sing his praises because at the very beginning of the day, he was the only bronze-ranked driver in the entire GT3 field who started the race. What a huge amount of pressure. So it's almost disappointing that they're not being rewarded for that right now with the other competitors getting a bit of a free kick here with the rain. For them, I'm saying it's disappointing because they did all that hard work and he did a really good stint in the pitch black conditions this morning to get his uh, first part of the driving done today and then he was completely done by about hour seven of the race. So they played their hand perfectly but the rain did not fall their way. Fans of Craft Bamboo might know that their mascot, Lucky the Dragon, is at the track. And he is back once again. Last year, he was their secret to getting heat in the tires by Dragon's Breath, by keeping a little bit of extra up the sleeve. Well, he's been here, right here, all weekend. And then the rain started. And the mystery was, well, where did Lucky go? Don't worry. I found Lucky. Lucky is still here. And he's dry, most importantly. So for all the little kids around the circuit wondering where the giant red dragon is, we've put him in the cage, but he'll fly again. Don't worry. Shay, I don't think that's going to fit into your carry-on for the trip back to the United States. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I don't think you can... I think Daryl O'Young, the team boss, will know it's gone missing. (laughs) That's an extra seat he'll try. On the Delta flight home for for Shay on Monday. That's going back to Utah. I'm telling you that now. That, that, is, that is the fluffy toy of all fluffy toys, isn't it? Just to revert back to the point that we just touched on before we jumped into the lane about the cars that went past the safety car. So there is a note that's put on the race timing system around the circuit, basically saying what cars are eligible for the wave-by. So I wonder if they've seen that note and gone, right, we can go. Whereas the wave by itself takes place the moment before the lights of the safety car go out and the restart commences. 
they did it in the right place on the circuit. Yeah. It's just the safety car um, wasn't right. coming in. I also think the race director says that it's clear for the wave by cars to go. So you effectively wait until you're told, and then you can go. So it may have jumped the gun. So we'll keep an eye out for that one for any potential ramifications. The only other thought I had was that the safety car was on the side of the road. So yeah. it peels across two drivers' yeah, right yep. to let them go by. So unless it was a directive from race control. And the cars that went by, 47, 19, triple one and 20, it's now saying on the timing monitor not eligible for yeah. wave by. Oh, they're going to get pinged. Well, because they've just gone past us now yeah. on the front straight. So they're... Their advantage by going early while the rest of the field does an extra lap under safety car is they'll effectively get to the back of the queue. So I'm sure that won't go unpunished. There you go. So, so that's, that's when they're meant to do it. Yeah. So put these down on your bad boy bingo card. Uh, cars 47, 19, triple one and two zero twenty. 20. Are all going to get a big ping. So here comes one of the Method Motorsport GT4 McLarens who did listen to the, what the rules were. Yeah. And uh, I think they're the only taker left to uh, get a lucky dog on this one. So it's Tom McLaren behind the wheel yeah. of that car getting back one of the three laps. He is in arrears of the red Mercedes AMG GT4 which leads the GT4 class the number 19 with Mark Griffith behind the wheel so it's actually heads up for a brand new race team to instruct their driver no no do not go with those others wait and go when we tell you oh yeah because one person goes and, and race drivers are like, we are sheep, sheep. Yeah. we go <laughs> we absolutely go <laughs> I have messaged race control about that I'm not expecting an answer anytime soon <laughs> they've got well, a bit on they're not busy well with this restart so the lights are out on the BMW XM safety car it will peel off to pit lane and for about the 18th time today it will be pick the point where car 912 gets on the throttle and it's as early as Matt Campbell possibly can to get the power down and go back to racing. So we're back to green flag conditions after another safety car in the Repco Bathurst 12 hour. Three hours and 43 minutes to go with weather that could still go either way in this fight to the flag. And it's busy behind between these two. Once again, Shilgunon trying to put a move on Felipe Fargo. Oh, oh. The inside looks on the outside. No room there. Mick Grenier behind trying to take advantage. And Fraga sliding around it. It opens the yeah. door and Sun Energy 1 goes past. Fraga got up on the kerb at the exit of 1. It broke into wheel spin and that was the only invitation that Jules Gunon needed to get by on the exit of 1. Gunon did like the double fake. He went inside, outside, inside again on the front straight. So I wonder if Fraga just got a little bit lost. Oh, well. Oh. Well, James can ignore that WhatsApp message I've sent him because that answers the question. Meanwhile, these cars are just struggling to hang on, and Mick Grenier has had a series of very small oh, moments and a bigger Fraga. one for Fraga at Reed Park. The car's dancing around as they try and get tyre temperature up. Jackson Evans watching on for Phantom Global. Kelvin van der Linde's in this as well in 22. Matt Campbell's pulling away out in front in the lead in the Porsche. Maxi Goat's trying to go with him. All of these cars still in the mix. There are 16 cars still on the lead lap of this race. 
Campbell's been impressive on this one. He's skipped away two and a half seconds up the road while the rest of the field battle it out for the scraps. Grenier leads. Jackson Evans through Forest Elbow. Jill Gunon has set off after Maxi Goats. So Campbell, Goats, Gunon, Fraga, Grenier, Jackson Evans, Kelvin van der Linde, Maxime Martin. That's your top eight. David Wall awesome. has done a mega yeah. job in that car. Total. And when it all goes sideways, you need a real steady hand in the race car, and it doesn't get much steadier than David Wall. So while all the superstars are trying to beat each other to death, <laughs> David Wall has just let them do that. And go on for the last man standing strategy, and it's working well so far inside the top ten. Just a reminder why he's such a highly regarded driver. Still runs a very successful race team, Wall Racing, TCR champions a couple of years ago, running cars in GT racing in Carrera Cup as well, but still gets behind the wheel and absolutely delivers as he is now following Maxime Martin. Have a look at the moments all of these yeah, cars were having. Fraga. Both ways. Fast turns there from Fraga. Martin is very good in the wet. Oh. Very good in the wet. Oh, oh dear me. Oh, oh, stay out the way, McLaren. Yes, thank you. Will do. On you go. Young Tom McLennan's behind the wheel of that car. This will be a massive baptism of fire for him. He's pretty fresh after a year or two in Porsche Sprint Challenge. And he's going to step up into Carrera Cup this year, but... Wow, what a, an experience this will be for a young guy on his first Bathurst Enduro. I've just realised, by the way, one of those cars that were called for the two-minute penalty was the leader in GT4. And that is going to... Uh, yes, correct. That yep. is going to help Tom McLennan. He got one of his laps back um, on the way by. He's going to get an, at least one more back because standing in the pit lane for two, two minutes, minutes is effectively another lap. Plus the transit time. Yeah, so. exactly right. It's closer to so that's two, gonna, minute, two that, and a half minutes. That that's going to really close up the GT4 battle. Yep. Uh, we should have had 17 cars in the lead lap, but uh, the number 47 is another one of those cars. That's the um, Superbarn Supermarket car with uh, John Webb driving. That's another car who's going to lose another lap here. Yep. It's just come up on our timing screen that car 44 has a mechanical black flag for a non-operational rain light. So the that car, class, that's the yeah. yep. that's second place in the silver class, the Luke Yulden, Valmont Motorsport Audi. They'll have to come back to the lane and get that rain light working before they can go again. Meantime, in Pro-Am, uh, we have now got a new leader in that class, as we thought we might. Ross Gunn uh, using his experience to power past the two cars that were ahead of him, Prince Jeffy Ibrahim and... Uh, it was Yasser Shaheen who was leading that class. And Ross Gunn now on the outs of the top 10 in that number 27 AMG by SBS. That's the heart of racing car. And side-by-side -side AMG actually oh. straight again. And this, <laughs> the Sun Energy 1 car comes off the worst again from the outside angle. These AMG guys have seriously got to sort it out because Matt Campbell was two and a half seconds faster than them on the previous lap. So while they're arguing over bragging rights, who's the fastest AMG driver, the guy in the Porsche is disappearing up the road. So Maxi Goats 
and Jill Gunon arguing over real estate at turn one while Matt Campbell's enjoying the view at the top of the mountain. And they're going to end up with a big freight train stuck up behind them. So Fraga, Grenier behind for National Storage, Triple Eight, and then Evans in the Phantom Global car. Well, there they are. Evans just showing the nose. There's the first of the, well, the only remaining BMW, Maxime Martin in 46 behind the wheel. Still very much a factor. At this point, any one of the top nine, I think, are genuine contenders for a race win today. So further to my point about how far Matt Campbell's going up the road with the AMG guys fighting over who's going to be second, they lost 1.4 seconds yeah. in the first sector while they were arguing down at turn one trying to have each other off. So best they sort that out and get their head down because if it stays wet and they keep fighting like this, Matty Campbell's going to lap them. <laughs> and then it won't matter. No. <laughs> no amount of track position will change that. They'll all need the lucky dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And knowing this race, it would then go green all the way to the end, wouldn't it? Evans. So, so Evans in the Porsche is looking racy as well. So John made the point earlier when it was fully wet that this is Porsche 911 weather, and it continues to be Jackson Evans, who's done a lap or two around here in a Porsche and in the wet, so he knows his way, working over the back of Mikel Grenier and the 888 National Storage Mercedes. Does Evans send it? He's having a look. Grenier opens the door and does, doesn't does quite let him go. Contact. Ooh. Evans so close to going around. So I actually thought that Grenier had opened the door and let him go, and I think Jackson Evans was the same, and that door was slammed promptly in Jackson Evans' face. But Grenier might have had a, had a little more grip, actually, on the outside there, because he punched through between the two parts of... The chase there. So he's defending, defending. Then he and then here, to the right. There. Oh, I've let you through, mate. On your go. And then. Oh, I've changed my mind. No, I haven't. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I fooled you. <laughs> Leave a window open and the wind picks up and it slams the door in your house yeah, yeah. and it catches you unawares. That's what happened right there. Another two seconds on that lap. 22-4 plays a 224-2 for Maxi Goats and everyone else in the 24s and 25s behind them. Maxi Martin's got good yeah, car speed yeah, at the moment in the yeah, Simmer. Car. 2.23.6 last time around. So they're the two quickest cars on the track. The car leading and then the one in seventh position. Max is a rainmeister. He really is. He's got such... I mean, none of these guys are bad in the wet. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's just make that... It's a relative term. <laughs> yes. But I've seen Max Martin do some stuff in cars down through the years that you... You would not believe places like the Nürburgring, Nordschleifer among them. And he's this is his element, and he's in it now. Repco Bathurst 12-hour continues. Three and a half hours to go. Here's how we've got to this point. What are the last lot of highlights going to tell us at the end of this? Still so much more to play out. Hard to believe these were the conditions bright and early this morning. And that that car ended up stuck in the gravel trap and brought out the safety car. Massive impact. Such a shame for the pole-sitting BMW. Pole winner hasn't gone on to win the race since 2017 now in this race. It's been a long time. Can you claim the Alan Simonson Pole Award to convert? Big penalty went the way of the Audi for feeding the Superglass Racing IRC GT into the fence on the run into the dipper. Feistiness occurred. <laughs> On the outside of turn two, Picariello was looking really good in the Porsche. And then the two Mercedes-AMGs 
well, punching on for a couple of laps. And that has basically been the theme of the day between the AMG products in this race. Martin had a huge moment. He wanted to go and visit the main street of Bathurst. He went so far down and then managed to drive himself out of the gravel trap. And then the rain returned. So too the lightning. Cam Waters was a passenger at the top. Everyone peeled off into pit lane. And Jack LeBrock, incredible moment. The full 360 over Brock's skyline. And pretty remarkable that it didn't end up worse than it already was. Speed in the pits, half an hour getting that car fixed up. And cycling back to the lead, Creelsey, Matt Campbell. He's having a great time of it at the moment. AMGs side by side for second and third. Hmm. Seem to have said that before. <laughs> and Gunon gets there. This time finally <laughs> clears the Countex Craft Bamboo car. The, so the Superglass car back on the racetrack for the third, third time, time today. Yeah. Having twice been deposited into a concrete fence or a tyre bundle. Yeah. Full props to the Matt Stone Racing team to getting that car back out. I did get a message from Techworks as well. The, their IRCGT has had a significant front repair and has also returned to the circuit. So Paul Tracy currently scored in 24th position. So there's been some heroics going on in the many pit garages here at Mount Panorama. Might be a few more of those stories over the day. Let's see what Jogunon's got now. He's got a little bit of clear racetrack in front. Can the Sun Energy 1 AMG match the Porsche for wet weather performance? Because over the last seven or eight laps, nothing has got close to the young Queenslander in that Grillo 912. And the gap's got out to 10.9 seconds. And that's not safety car affected or drama affected. That's pure pace from our race leader, Matt Campbell. Porsche and Mercedes AMG lead the way on the mountain. And there is Matt. He'll contest the FIA World Endurance Championship this year for Porsche Penske Motorsport, plus the endurance races in the IMSA series in the United States. Pretty cool that he's worked his way up through the Porsche pyramid to become a factory driver, driving not just for Porsche Motorsport, but Roger Penske Roger as well, Penske, yes. <laughs> just for good measure, and performed incredibly with that team at Daytona a couple of weeks ago. I think a big season ahead. It wouldn't surprise me if they end up somewhere near the front in the 24 hours in France a little bit later on this year. There's Laurent Vanthor watching on. So Lawrence is going to have some work to do at the end of this race. Matt Campbell's completed 70 laps of the 189, so he's had a fair chunk of drive time so far. But I think what they've proved in this car especially is that all three of their drivers very evenly matched because yep, yep. Ayankan Guven's been pretty spectacular on his debut. Wow. Mega job early on debut. We know what Laurent Van Thor can do around here. So this next lap is a telling lap for Gilles Gounon. It's the first clear lap that he's had after he got around the 77 Craft Bamboo AMG of Mercedes that now Felipe Fraga is queuing up behind along with Mikel Grenier. Jackson Evans continues to run in sixth. For the moment, Gunon released instantly into the 22s yeah, yeah. and was 1.6 quicker than Goat's last time by. So it's paying off for car 75. But Matt Campbell's doing 21 and a halves. That's and the problem. He's absolutely just knocking them out metronomically in the Grello 912. Porsche, the crossover time accurately predicted by Garth Thunder some time ago is about a 16, 2 minutes 16. So they're still four, five, six seconds 
away from that. There's a Oh, Fraga. Wow. This car's not happy, is it's it? It's super loose. It's hard to know if it's the driver or the car. <laughs> True. But it's working because he's got speed. He certainly has speed over Maxi Goetz, who really looks to be the cork in the bottle, to use one of your terms from earlier, Rich, in this AMG train. The problem is you've got the same engine, same gearbox, same drift ratio, same gear ratio. So when you put your foot on the gas, they accelerate at the same speed. So it's hard to get on by. So that's why they've been boxing on so hard, the AMG guys. <laughs> I think off the back of that is the blue and gold Porsche of Jackson Evans in sixth position. And I think if, if Jackson had clear air, he'd be faster than this oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah, Garth, totally agree. Because he, he dragged up to those guys pretty easily. Seriously quick. Uh, still drizzling of rain, but it's a testament to how good rain tyres are from Pirelli that there is a, a lighter coloured line on the racing line and they're starting to use a more conventional racing line again now but it hasn't quite stopped raining all the way around the circuits OK, lap time check Jules on first clear lap not in behind traffic, 22-4 for Matt Campbell 22-4, Jules on. So he's matched him. Problem is, there's 11 and a half seconds between the two cars. Still lots to do. Great duel for the lead in the Repco Bathurst 12 hour. This is the Pirelli leaderboard, 11.4 seconds. Matt Campbell and Jill Gunon last time by set identical lap times to the hundredth of a second. A thousandth of a second. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is incredible. So they're pushing on out in front. This is just so you can see where your favourite driver or team or brand may well be in the running order. And for some of them, you might have to look a little bit further down because there's been some really challenging days. And you can see by how many laps down some of these cars are, how tough it's been. But some of them still circulating. Like the current 26th place for Superglass Racing continues on. Uh, the leader in the invitational class for all that drama, Grant Donaldson for MRA and Triple One. Remember, that car was pinballed up at the elbow hours and hours ago in this race and had quite a lot of damage. So they ended up in pit lane for some time. Mark Griffith leads the way in the GT4 category. Silver class being led by David Wall in the Lamborghini and doing a really good job. Still well inside the top 10, Chad Nolan. This one still incredibly hard to pick. Yeah, hard to take your eyes off the screens with what's going on on track right now. They're slipping and sliding. I'll try and keep one eye on that. I'm going to try and keep one eye on the Pirelli pit bunker to give you a little bit of a form guide for how this is tracking along. So they're ripping their way down Conrad Strait. And inside the pit bunker, I want to bring up a few points down here at the moment because... If I go diving into the world of strategy, I'm just going to keep a little bit of an eye on these two dueling down. Conrad, okay, good. I'm going to pick it up now. So if we go into the live driving stints, which we were talking about earlier in the day, this part here, that is the very moment I gave up. I was like, no more. This is impossible <laughs> to track from this point onwards. The strategy right now, it's easy. If wet, go on wets. If dry, go on dries. What does matter, though, guys, at this point of the race is let's start projecting when the finish is. I can tell you it's obviously three hours and 26 minutes away. What does that mean? In laps, we are on for a very slow race this year. But, boy, is less more this year. Last year was a flat-out sprint. This one's more of a crawl, somewhere around what we saw in 2018 when the race ended early, and then Audi back in 2012, which won it with uh, 270 laps. We're on for the moment, guys, at about 272 laps for a final race distance, which means if you go back from 272, 32 laps gets you to 240. Go back another one, that gets you to 208. Can you get to lap 208? 
and make that next pit stop. From there, you should be able to get home with just two as these two rub doors on the way up towards turn two. Now, the oh. reason why that's important is because it's been a bit of a group effort down here. So Shay's realised that Matt Campbell's got 15 minutes left in this stint. And Jack Perkins told me that he's probably not going to be able to finish the race. So that car is sort of half a stint out right now. I'm not sure that they can get to lap 208 with Matt Campbell still in that car. They might have to sort of do that weird half stint somewhere in the race that might come to them somewhere in a safety car. But it's a very unusual situation. And plus, they're not going to have their big hired gun in Matt Campbell to finish the race. So it's looking good for them at the moment, but just keep that in the back of your head. That 12-second lead they may have to make one extra stop than the rest of them. If you can get to lap 208 for that next stop, you should be able to do it in two. And Chad, that's where that 12, 13 now seconds of track position may well help them a little bit later on mm. if they do have to roll the dice with an additional pit stop or a, a short sort of half a stint somewhere. Nicely summarised while all of this was going on and there was, I think, a little bit more contact between it. Jackson Evans had a really big look up at the cutting trying to get through in the Phantom Global Porsche. So in a, it, it's hard to pick what we call critical lap in a timed race because you've got to work to a time to get to 12 hours. But when you can sort of guesstimate where the race is going to go from a, a duration point of view, if it goes green all the way, you can get a bit of an idea of what it will take to get to the end of the race on one stop and then two, and you work your way backwards from there, which is how we've played the last couple of years out. But it looks like while they're in a good position at the moment, Manti EMA are going to have to work pretty hard to get themselves in the mix. So this stint for Matt Campbell, 41 laps he's been behind the wheel, but remember a lot of that's been safety car. So they haven't been able to maximise Matt's driver time by using all of that raw speed he's got because he's been running behind the safety car at 80 kilometres an hour. But but that does mean they can do more than their 32 laps because they've been behind the safety car. So uh, it's it's Matt's driver time that's the problem the rather than Correct. the laps on the car. They may have fuel in the car, but it's that 150 minutes that we we're talking about and with these rules with the 85 seconds mandatory pit stop time that's the difference is that you're you're racing to driver time in the car rather than your pit stop window chad yeah sorry you asked me a question i went back to my excel uh, earlier you that figure that i gave you for the porsche that's sort of assuming that we're going off 32 lap stints now they've been able to go much longer than 32 laps legally if they're able to do that at the end of the race that will become the big question yeah, good point. I, I've, I've, the been, sitting here, I've been sitting here listening to your theorise about strategy and, and things, and that all is if everything remains the same. Correct. Which and if we have no. not learnt anything over the last <laughs> eight and a half hours, it's, it's not going to remain no. the same. <laughs> There's something's going to happen. Based on the, what we're seeing on screen for the last three or four laps between these guys, there's something will go down. I can't tell you what that will be. And then it'll all go sideways again. And to use one of your words from earlier, John, they'll they all need to pivot. Yeah. And it's how well they pivot with the yeah. time that they have left is who comes out on top. And if Bathurst has taught us anything over the years, whether it be this race or the 1,000, there's always a twist in the tail. That's what makes this place so special is you can have all the Excel spreadsheets in the world but that doesn't take into account the human element. But you can't take away anything from Mansai Emir. They're in the best place possible. Yeah. They're leading. And ultimately, that 14-odd seconds that they've got at the moment, as Creelsey said, 
you know, that gives them a little bit of wiggle room. And yeah, the longer it stays green, then it looks like they're able to hold on to that. Shilgun uh, on matching ish Matt Campbell. It, it, traffic dependent. It's a it's a tenth here, a couple of tenths there, but those two guys are pretty much the same pace with everyone else around about maybe what a second or three quarters of a second slower down the line so they are gradually easing away from the back but relatively staying about the same distance yeah. between so each other the drive time that chad alluded to is the you can do no more than 150 minutes continuously yeah. in the car at any one point so that's the little criteria that they need to look to for that to make sure that they don't get penalised because the penalties are quite significant if you extend that. And then he has to be out of the car for an hour minimum before he can get back in. This is for position, by the way. It's Kelvin Vanderlinde in the Audi chasing Maxime Martin and got some other people in the mix as well, namely the number two car of Marcus Winklehot. The other point is, is that so... At that point, Matt had about 15 minutes of driver time left. Let's say it's 10. That's four laps and a bit, probably. At the moment, the rate they're pulling away from everyone that isn't on Maxi Goats, he could build 25, 30 seconds. Yeah. So it, it just gives them a nice little buffer that they can play around with things a bit later on in the race. And track position will still play a role in this. And if... The more of it you've got, the better it's going to be at the end of the day. At the end of the day, the best strategy is to drive fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simplistic. What's that? What was that that Chad had? In the yeah, that was the car uh, 13 strategy. Uh, yeah. Oh, pace. 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 Yeah. That was Parche. Carlos Parche, <laughs> apparently, for those with long memories. Yes, pace. That'll do it every time. Yeah, and certainly the 912 has plenty mm. of pace, whether it be wet or dry. They've shown that all day. They feels like, other than the first stint, and that little period where they had to serve their drive-through, they've led nearly every lap. So what have we done? 193 laps. I feel like they've probably led 140 of those. So that car, in these conditions, has done a beautiful job so far. But there's still a few strategy issues that they may have to overcome. Just paying off a couple of stories. Uh, Chas Mostert's... McLaren back out. Yes. Yes. Good. Excellent. So the only car that we still have in the pit lane is the oh, Jack LeBron car. As you spoke, it left pit lane. Uh, there it, it is. is. Yep. <laughs> Gee, you're good, John Hunter. Uh, <laughs> I'd turn your mic off. You're not going to do better than that today. <laughs> Never mind a mic drop. It's a headset drop, isn't it? Just throw it all out. That was... Okay. So we've got the ball running again. Just under three hours and 20 minutes to go. Matt Campbell leads the way. The margin, 15.1 seconds, which is about all-time high of the race under green flag conditions so far. Wet weather pace on a drying racetrack. This car is clearly the quickest at the moment on Mount Panorama, and he has built a considerable margin over Jules Gounon, who gets within almost the final three hours of the race, having won the last three, and he is second. He is irrepressible. 
here as into pit lane comes the 88 88 Johor Motorsport car. So this is now a key stop for this team because they've ticked the box for Prince Jeffrey Ibrahim from driver time in the second half of the race. So it will be either Jordan Love or Jamie Winkup now to the end. So that car becomes an all-pro car to the chequered flag. And then we'll try and chase down Ross Gunn in the 27 car. Yasser Shaheen has yet to vacate the number 911, the Shell Porsche, which is a 911 as well. Just thinking about that and that strategy that we were talking about, yet to see, really, Gunon pull the plug on that car, but he's still there or thereabouts. And at, at this stage, they'll go pro-pro all to the end of the race. Matt Campbell, if he gets out shortly, will have to take an hour off. So he's going to have, let's say, gets out before it's uh, three hours to go. He, he could still do two hours to finish that car off if somebody does one stint. That would be within the 150. So he could potentially still do that so long as he hasn't done too much time in the race and he's, his teammates have done enough and that's the calculation I need to do on the back of a piece of paper. Shay? How close are we to that crossover point in lap time? Because we are getting both of the Vampire EMA Porsches into the pit lane. Both cars will be getting sticker wet weather tires, but I have a feeling that we're not too far away from the point where we could use the Pirelli slick tires once again. And as I see I, I think she, the, we're still a little ways off. It it, it, dry, it looked like it was drying, and it's just still drizzling yeah, in certain parts. Consistent drizzle. Yeah, they're still doing 21 and a half. So that's previously we saw the last crossover was around the 16th. I think Matt Campbell got down to a 14.9 on a uh, on a wet tire on a dry track. But it was around the 16s was the crossover point. But you can certainly see the track's not drying like it dried earlier. The, nope. There's no drying line yet because there is that persistent drizzle. Here and comes no the 911. So Yasser Shaheen, this is that same pit stop that we saw for the trip for the 88 car come in with Prince Jeffrey Ibrahim climbing out. So now Yasser Shaheen has fulfilled his 60 minutes in the second half of this race. He'll climb out. Try enough for a little screech of tyres on the uh, pit apron. Onto the jacks, and that car will stay on the jacks until the fuel hose comes back out. Front fill on the Porsche. So they're struggling. I think Yes has stopped pretty short because it really looks like they're struggling to get the fuel connected. And you mm. can see how tight one of the fuel hoses is, and that'll be the feed hose to the car. The second hose that hangs down will be the vent hose. So here comes our race leader, Matt Campbell. He didn't get to lap 208, as Ch Chad was theorising. So Campbell in, Gunon goes round. And this, this is to time rather than fuel for yeah. anti-EMA yeah. for Matt Campbell. Yeah. So the interesting one now is how much further does this car go for Gilles Gunon? Big, big stint. If not a lot of laps, but in time... For Campbell, he's already out of that car. He's rocked the same helmet for most of yeah. his career. Mm -hmm. And there's a cool list of names on the back of that of people oh, that supported him in the early days. So right. young Turkish driver, Ayan Kanguven, jumps behind the wheel. 
talked a lot to Nick Tandy about Young Chan, and he has nothing but praise for him. Also, really fun to be with as well, and that is so important. You spend a lot of time with your teammates. Uh, for some of the teams, of course, this is a, a one-off set of drivers, but they'll know each other and race together. And we talked earlier, Garth, about drivers who like the car set up roughly the same way, if they like a loose car or a pushy car, understeer or oversteer. But being able to have some kind of relationship, friendly relationship with you guys, if you are on the tour, as it were, if you're doing IMS or if you're doing the World Endurance Championship, you, you spend as much time with those guys as you do with your family. Well, sometimes, probably more time yeah. with your teammates than you do with your family, given the jet-setting lifestyle that is GT racing that takes place all around the globe. And if you are one of those factory drivers, you're in the same pool and uh, you do end up spending a lot of time together. So it is important. It is important to fit in. It is important to get along. You do need to work together for the improvement or the betterment of the team, for the manufacturer that you represent, and ultimately so you can get results and win races because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Results-driven game, absolutely. The other thing that that forced stopping away from Manti EMA is, is that if the track continues to dry, we might get closer to that window the delta between crossing over to wet to dry so it just gives a bit more flexibility for sun energy one for craft bamboo who are second um for group m who are third so the mercedes amgs now one two three and four they've just found themselves back in front but there is still light rain falling so i don't think that's going to play a role and the brand new wet weather pirellis on guven's car i think are definitely the choice at this point in time Oh, got a spinner at the coming down the mountain at the Schickesses. Yep, coming out of the dip at the run down to Forest Elbow. That car is pointing in the wrong direction. Threw me out for a moment that <laughs> because I'm thinking that's not right. I don't remember the <laughs> something wrong with this picture. Yes. Well, <laughs> the lesson today is don't lead the invitational class because that is the invitational yes. class leader pointing the wrong direction again. So. Donaldson trying to do the right thing. One, get out of the way. Two, figure out how he's going to turn this car around. I wouldn't go too much further down the hill here because you'll find yourself on the apex. Here, there goes another invitational car. We don't need those running into each other. Do you think he's dead stick? I, I, I'm not sure the engine's running on that. No. Oh, this is... Oh, I don't like this. So we've gone, we've gone yellow. <laughs> gone yellow and... The Donaldson... Doing a nice job, I have to say, of reversing it down the hill, but online around a blind corner. It does it nicely. Now, has he got fire in this? Is this a full course yellow? This is our first full course yellow. I can't see a marshal's supposed to see what boards they're hanging out where it's safety car. He does have fire in the motor, and he's pushing it. That would have been a good opportunity for a full course yellow. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, they've there gone. Go. Yeah. So full that's course a great yellow. call by yeah. race control. Yep. Great call. And that's what it's used for. And so the whole field has to reduce to 80 kilometres an hour within 15 seconds of it being called. So we are under full course yellow at Mount Panorama. It should be a brief interruption to proceedings. Uh, 
Uh, he hasn't got away from that unscathed, has he? Well, I don't remember the sort of nose up look on the uh, on that mark car. This will tell us he's had some contact. Oh, yes. oh he's, has he had oh, help? Yes. Oh, he has so had, he had help. help from the 47 car. Oh man, John O'Webb at the helm of the 47 Superbarn Supermarkets, and there's the full AMG. course. We're back to green. Yep. That's why FCY is so good. We haven't had to pack people up. We haven't had to do roll arounds. Busy. Who gets quick? Who gets on the throttle quick? Yeah, and that's what we're seeing here. And it's who it's is Kelvin it? Vendor, it's Kelvin Vendor. Of course it is. Oh, and there's a couple off down here. Grenier is going to go around. Does he keep it off the track? Oh, oh. big moment in the race. This is a contending car. Fourth outright. Canadian driver in his second 12-hour start on the rejoin down there. How about the hairy Kel part of the road to do that. How about Kelvin von der Linde having to go to the dirt to get round the recovering car? We'd already had Jackson Evans had made up a position uh, and got in amongst those AMGs because he was quicker on the green flag. Team, I'm sure, counting him down. And then Carnage... In front of him. Well, van der Linde was in front of both of these cars. He zigged and he should have zagged when Grenier came back on the racetrack. So Brock Feeney sitting and waiting. He's going to climb aboard that car. So here we can see van der Linde's got in front of Evans and Martin. And up the road, the two AMG Mercedes, just for something different, run into each other. <laughs> and then Mikel Grenier comes on the grass. Then van der Linde goes to the grass to go around the back. The other two go around the front, stay on the tarmac. Oh, we've seen that oh, video before. Yeah. Van der Linde will spins it up on the grass. And there goes Evans and Martin. Oh, wow. oh man. What a video game. <laughs> well, 50-50 chance, and it didn't quite work. The toss of the coin that time for Van der Linde. He survived it. Well, there was the key. No shock among anyone that he was the one making the moves when we went back to full green fire conditions. After a very brief full course yellow. So that's the new system. That's why it's great, because that could have been a full course safety car procedure, which would have taken several laps. You've got to reel to the field. You've got to do wave buys. As a result, we get a very brief pause in proceedings, and we go back to racing flat out for minor incidences like that that drivers are allowed to recover from on their own without needing any outside help, like Grant Donaldson did, who has gone to pit lane, by the way, in car triple one. He's still leading the invitational class, though. The, the key of that is making sure that your team is right across when it goes back green. Because you can find yourself in a part of the circuit where you, you've just passed a, great, a flag post or you can't see quite see where the next one is. You've got to have the team help you out there because two cars back, the guy might get a jump on you as soon as it goes green. Yeah, the countdown to green is critical to get right and Vandalinda who's used this system plenty of times in the past, was yeah. right on it. That's how he got around them. But ultimately, there was an obstacle in his way when he was leaving the chase that time. So plenty of excitement. Oh, Evans wide. Plenty going on here. And that was the contact with car triple one that brought out a very brief safety car infringement. So it's the second time we've seen a penalty like that applied today. A faster car turning around a slower one. Big wrap on the knuckles. A really fast, intense battle between Jackson Evans and uh, Kelvin van der Linde for fifth and sixth position. 
and the BMW of Maxime Martin now up into fourth place through all the drama down at the chase. Chad? Guys, I love the opportunity to dive in and grab some car, bits of cars that we see well, not in the garages, but certainly not on any of these cars either. So Patrick from uh, Mante EMA has been nice enough to pull out some KWP suspension to show me exactly what it's all about. And he's been with the team for a very long time, won the 12-hour here with Matt Campbell back in 2019. Patrick, can you tell me a little bit about the suspension that you're holding here? Yeah, we're having the KW V6 uh, racing damper. It's the latest product we use since the 992 GT3R generation, so since last year. Uh, luckily... We had uh, a first version of it already on the uh, 2022 race of Newark in 24 hours, where Dembos are still a bit free, so we could already gain experience there. And, yeah, it's a very, very unique product, and we're very happy to, to have it with us. How has it performed for the team, particularly tracks like the Nürburgring and Spa, all the famous circuits here at Bathurst? Uh, actually, the, the nice thing about it is that it's uh, very easy to use, having a very nice cartridge system to be able to exchange uh, the um, damper valving, so yeah, change between multiple options, and also um, the adjustability in terms of range is very, very high, so it gives us a lot of flexibility to adjust the damper to the uh, different uh, scenarios we face on different racetracks, which you just covered. So we race, we race this product from, yeah, more or less everywhere, from Nürburgring to here, uh, street circuits, uh, very tight circuits. It's, uh, yeah, the whole range, and it's covered very well. Perfect. Have a little look at the uh, amount of bump and rebound settings on this car. It's amazing just how much technology goes into this KW suspension, coilovers, and these dampers. They're getting more and more technology placed into them. I just want one of those up on my shelf at home. They are absolutely brilliant. Patrick, thank you. Good luck for the rest of the race. Thank you very much. First to watch now the KW suspension chat. No one's occurring. That's so, the third-place car, Philippe Fraga. Well, that might be news to a guy that joins us from pit lane now, and that is the driver of the 912 Porsche, Matt Campbell, who has had a fairly adventurous time of things. Matt, I'm not quite sure where to start with your most recent exploits. Uh, let's start with the weather. What were those conditions like, and how were they to manage? Yeah, I mean, certainly towards uh, the second safety car period when it was wet, uh, very sketchy up top of the mountain, a lot of aquaplaning, so very hard just to keep it on track but you know luckily we had a track position uh, and we had clean air you know we didn't have any spray we didn't didn't have any you know slow cars or anything after the restart so uh, this really really helped us your car looked like a jet in those wet conditions and that track position you were able to build over Jules going on really valuable for you guys yeah absolutely I mean especially after what happened you know about an hour and a half ago with the drive-throughs and everything like that so uh, really really happy with the car performance uh, especially in the the wet but you know also the drive we're very very strong so uh can't be happier. Uh, we're still working through our run plan for the end of the race, but uh, you know it's looking good, and, and we're really happy with the weather car ride. And, and most importantly, now we have track position, and hopefully we don't make any more mistakes. Martin Sandoff at the booth. Um, what did happen with that drive-through? Miscommunication or a misunderstanding? the regulations? I think it's a bit of a combination of both, to be honest. Um, I was told one thing and then we checked and obviously we were in the wrong. So we mm. served the drive-through penalty the first time when we thought we could, um, but unfortunately we had to go through again uh, after the safety car came in. So luckily we didn't lose too much track position uh, and then it worked in our favour in the end as well with the boys doing a fantastic pit stop yeah. going back to the wet tyre. So uh, hats off to them because they got us out in front. Uh, what caused that drive? Uh, the original call was you, you blew the 85 seconds. What was going on there? Because it, it looked like Chan had to come back and, and re-plug your radio in. What, that, what was the cause of that? It all seemed a bit unmanti like to be honest. Yeah, a little bit of a mistake. I mean, uh, yeah, Chan didn't plug my radio in, and then I was told to go as we were only doing tyres. Uh, but in the end, I think we actually did fuel. And, 
and with the regulations and everything like that, we should have stayed in the full pit stop. So a uh, bit of a mistake on the on the you know us, but uh, nevertheless, we're able to get it back. And you know now uh, about an hour and a half later, after that initial uh, mistake, we're back in the lead. So that's the most important thing. Maddie, you mentioned earlier that you're working through the run plan for the rest of this race. Do we expect to see you back inside the 912 Porsche? I'll definitely be back at some point. Don't want to give too much away to our competitors. <laughs> Come on, mate. You can tell us. We won't tell anyone. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, Larry will be jumping in. Uh, let's see what the weather does as well. Obviously, now looking outside, it's starting to come down with rain again. So, uh, hopefully, we'd, we'd prefer to have one driver in for the transition phase and not a new driver jumping into wet weather again. So, we'll have to play it by, by the hour at the moment. Uh, Chain's doing a great job and, and let's see how they the race goes from here. Was the timing of that pit stop a challenge for you because it had to be on your driver time rather than fuel? Uh, it wasn't too bad in the end. I mean, we were pretty quick in the pit stop uh, and we got the job done. So, uh, yeah, it was close for sure, but uh, we didn't lose too much. Uh, happy birthday for yesterday too, by the way. Yeah, keep that one on the radar, didn't you? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> He's pretty happy about you bringing that up, Rich, by the sound of my game. <laughs> He's going to mention the Richard Creel Fun Club any second now just not. to get you back. Marty, thanks, mate. It's been a great few weeks for you. We've had some great entertainment from you. Uh, drive well for the rest of the race. Go well, mate. Yeah, really appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Campbell. Campbell. How good. Yeah. And that car with that pit stop, by the way, has dropped down to 12th position, uh, just under 90 seconds away from the lead with Chan, Aichan, Gervin. Uh, behind the wheel of that car, who is uh, rapidly getting towards the top of my list for driver of the race, actually. I think he's done an absolutely spellbinding job. Gee, that's big a big list. discussion. It's, it's, a big, it's a big list, and there's a lot of names on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not worried about that margin, the 90 seconds you talk about, because they, they are out of sequence from a pit stop point of view, so they've come early for this next round of stops that we're expecting reasonably soon for Jogunon, Maxi Goats, the race leader. 1.30 yet to serve that yeah, penalty well, I was as well. Just getting to that because that penalty's been given for a while now, so you'd expect that that car will have to come to the lane somewhat shortly. Here it is, so there you go. Richard Quayle asks. <laughs> Felipe Fraga delivers a pit lane penalty for this car, and I think that was for what we saw with Mikel Grenier down at the chase. Is that how it works? So you ask for something and the race delivers. It seems to be I'm really what I've learnt over the last couple of years. I'd really this, love a McCaffey flat this right This is about your race. I nice. reckon we can make that happen for you, Richard. Do you have to click your heels three times for that or something? Is that, no, Rich, is that what He just is? puts his hand up. I don't have that someone, much dexterity someone. either. Triple uh, Eight into pit lane. Mick Grenier with a fairly eventful stint in the national storage car peels off as well. So this is the start of the next round of stops. We're going to see a big group of cars in very, very shortly. It's still not dry enough for slick tyres, no, so they're going to have actually. to put wet. So that slightly mitigates the, a potential, uh, not disaster, but certainly a, a little bit of a disadvantage for the 912 who had to come in earlier. Yes. It's raining again. Um, Chan Given is not quite up to the speed of everybody else. He's losing... About a second and a half or two seconds a, a lap to the cars ahead of him. But don't forget, he's just got in that car and he, he's finding out about the pace and the grip out there. So I, I'm going to keep an eye on that. But I'm, I'm, I'm concerned but not worried yeah. if big, I'm a Porsche fan at the moment. What did you call the really big raindrops earlier? Big ploppy drops. Ploppy. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> so Brock Feeney climbing aboard the National Storage AMG Mercedes. A little steering column adjustment yeah. there shows you the adjustability in these cars. Like his cool suit in as well. 
you're right, the, the uh, steering column fully adjustable, just like your road car. You can adjust the pedal box as well, so you can move the pedals backwards and forwards uh, on a hydraulic or air ram, depending on the manufacturer. So that can all be fully customised. We saw when Mikel Grenier got out, he took his little seat insert with him and Brock Feeney inserted his own. So gone are the days of having to make compromises in the cockpit because you can make it your own every time you jump aboard a, a GT3 car. One thing to think six laps into that Ooh. stint for Guven is that it's still oh, hang pretty on. fast flapping on that car. Have a look underneath it's, that it's car. The I heard it when it yeah. left pit lane, and you can definitely see it. You can hear, if we get a rear shot of this car leaving turn is it, two. Is it one of the jacks that's knocked on No, nah, it's a flaw or something, but it's significant at speed. I, like, first thing that got my attention was the noise. And then you can see it under the car. So... It's only at speed, so got it up mountain straight for sure. So is that being forced down by the air pressure, one of the under trays? There you under go. The oh, that's exactly what it is. Sort of front under splitter. The splitter isn't it? I, thought, I yeah. thought front splitter, but then maybe the rear, the floor or the diffuser, but certainly something not as it should be on the aero underneath this Triple Eight National Storage AMG Mercedes. As remember, this car took a, a run across the infield, and it went backwards across yeah, the infield, across push. the curb. So, potentially more than meets the eye, damage-wise, for this car. In the rain, it's not such a big issue, as long as it doesn't become dangerous and flap around, because you don't need the downforce. You're not generating the corner speed. It's Martin Short watching on from the Triple Eight garage. Roland Dane looming just behind. We've got all their engineering stars here this weekend from both their GT program that's had success in Asia in the Asian Le Mans series recently. In fact, they just missed out by a handful of points on winning the yeah. GT class and getting an auto invite well, to the 24 Hours of Le Mans. They did everything they needed to last weekend. Correct, two wins. The Sorry. bizarre thing about that is if they had done that, they wouldn't have been allowed to in the AMG. Yes. Oh, they would have found a solution. I'm sure oh, they would. You can hear it in the background. Even with the IRC car going past the mic at the same time, there's certainly... Oh, there you go, the in-car as well, so... Big damage to this one. So that will certainly be hampering performance for this car. And as it builds speed, that noise will get worse. There it is. About fourth gear, it seems. Oh, it was so slippery in the braking zone down into the final corner. Brock Feeney was nearly off to downtown Bathurst there up the escape road. So plenty going on inside the Triple Eight car. There's also plenty going on in pit lane. Yeah, just tracking those fuel numbers at the moment for the leaders. So the 75 of Gunon, the 77 of Maxi Gertz, and the 46 of Martin, plus the 13 of Evans at the moment. So the first four cars in the field all stopped on lap 177. Now, they should be able to get to 2.10 on fuel at the moment. That's 33 laps, which they will be allowed to run by the rules at the moment because these are not normal driving conditions. And from there, they'll be able to get home, guys, with just the one more lap, uh, one more stop from there as the 46 comes in. So they're not going to get to lap 2.10 in the 46 car. So that may leave them slightly short with a projected ending on 2.71. So the 75 comes in. Now, they haven't gone the full 32 that they could have gone then. They did this last year, remember, where they... Yeah. they pitted to basically their own strategy rather yep. than the full extent of their fuel calculations in that car. So Jules Gounon brings 75 in, Maxime Martin 46 and Jackson Evans, this car for Phantom Global. And the driver change going on there. Garth got a question for you that's coming in on the socials. Hashtag B 
12HR. Uh, we've got the 47 Superbarn entry into the pit lane for a penalty for contact. It was a stop and hold for one minute. Earlier we saw a similar offence uh, being given a two-minute penalty. Why the difference? I think it's to do with the driver rating of the offending driver. So, Ricardo Feller, a factory driver, he's a platinum-rated FIA driver, so he got a two-minute penalty. John O'Webb was the offending driver in the 47 car. He's a silver ranking, so a semi-professional driver, right. if you like. So, my thinking, without checking the SRA table, is that he's less professional, therefore less of a penalty. Yeah, got you. Still um, not encouraging any... No. No, contact doesn't driver, make it any course. less bad. No, it doesn't make no, it any so. so, the cars that pitted leave pit lane. And there's Ian Chen Guven getting around the 46 and the 13 up Mountain Straight. So, so they're eight laps different on fuel and pit stop between those cars. The Porsche stopped eight laps ago on lap 196. We're working lap 205 at Mount Panorama. But the Porsche has tyres that are up to operating temperature and pressure and a mm. driver comfortable with the conditions. Let's see what it will take for Raffaele Marciello to get up to speed. He's jumped aboard 46. Bastian Booster did a super job earlier in the day in the 13 car as well. And Lucas Stoll's back behind the wheel of 75. Quick Sun mention to the number nine Audi, the hallmark Audi with Dean mm. Fiori at the wheel. That's for position. So that car was laps down. And through that safety car period where we had three or four safety cars back to back, they've used the lucky dog. Admitted these cars have pitted and the nine Audi hasn't. But there is no chance that two hours ago we would have been calling the number nine Audi inside the top ten. So they've done a nice job, a nice recovery job. Dean Fiore, Lee Holdsworth and Mark Sini in that number nine Hallmark Audi. We saw Chan Koeman getting ahead of... Uh, Lello, Raffaello, Marcello in the BMW. I've got to keep reminding myself of 46. They, they did nothing wrong in the pits. Their pit stop was 85.3 seconds from line in to line out. So WRT, fine, fine margins there. So that, that was a really good turnaround for that team. They have eaten into the gap that Manny Campbell had before that stop. But even so... That we've still got track position for the 9-1-2 and Ayachan Guven down the inside oh, there was a thought he was definitely having a thought <laughs> <laughs> and now he's got the Hallmark car yeah. right up his rear spoiler so remember the Hallmark down. car is on warm wets mm. these two cars effectively on their outlap coming to complete their outlap Marciello defends the inside line. Bastian Buse now has to actually worry about what Dean Fiore is getting up to behind him in that number nine Audi. Certainly much wetter on pit straight than it has been for the last five or seven minutes. So rain continuing to fall here at Bathurst. The 27 AMG Mercedes of Heart of Racing comes to the lane. That car was in fifth spot before it came to the lane. So another one doing another fine job flying under the radar. This car in the Pro-Am class leading at the minute. And remember that strategy right after the halfway point. They got Ian James in to do his half an hour. 
uh, to his 60 minutes, excuse me. So Alex Riveras and Ross Gunn can go all the way through to the end of the race. Didn't get quite the advantage that they were hoping for with all of the safety car in the middle of it, but they got some good advantage. Now, Porsche versus BMW heading up to the top of the mountain in filthy conditions up on the top there. And the BMW for a moment gets a little bit of breathing space as Raffaele Marcello has Bastian Boos, up and coming German driver, right on his tail. More pit stops. He's Fraga. This will be for the penalty that they have been assessed. So expect this car to go straight past his pit. third position car having to do a drive through Richard Crail he almost went in he has got to come in because he's got to stand the, the stand for a minute no it's just a drive through penalty for this time oh. have they actually served that already though oh, I don't think they have yeah they have yeah no they have they've ticked that box so this is a scheduled pit stop for this team so they had cycled back to the front of the leaderboard okay through the pit stop sequence so this is Scheduled, so a lap later than 75, and... Howdy spot cutting again. Yeah, another IRC GT, this time... Man, invitational class. Oh, what a challenge well, it's been. I think this guy might be able to tell us a bit more about how challenging it's I been. I came to Australia for the for the beautiful weather. Welcome well, back, Paul this. Tracy, uh, who had that same challenge a little bit earlier on whilst leading the class ball uh, you said you guys were just wanting to get the front you were out there as the red first started to fall side by side action Porsche in, in turn one and hell corner is very wide and it needed to be there and that's not a position gained it's going to be a position lost here it's Dean Fiore in the red and black Audi on the left hand side of the track has got position at the moment, but up the inside, it'll be the blue Porsche of Bastian Boost, who has the shorter line to the apex of the corner. Neither of them want to give way here. And Bastian Boost holds on to it, a little mistake, as he was going for position. And that's let the BMW get up the road a little bit. Raffaele Marcello with a bit of a cushion. Actually, that's a bit more of a cushion in the context. That's more like a three-piece suite, to be honest. Paul Tracy, what happened? Well, it's you? just every corner out there is hell corner. Yeah, right that's now. true. So so that the the truth? conditions are changing nonstop. That was actually the first time that I've ever driven a GT car in the rain on wet on the, one of the toughest tracks in the world. So, you know, just the car got away from me. It slid out in the rear, and I just nosed into the wall. And uh, it pushed the splitter back into the front tires, and I couldn't. I, the, ah. it, it locked the front tires up. I couldn't go anywhere. So that's what it was. We had to uh, get the car back here, uh, get it up on the stands, pull the front splitter down, pull the front clip off, and then put a new one on. Uh, still going. I did a full stint that time, but I tell you what, the conditions are just absolutely brutal because it's it's changing all the time. It's the rain stops. It starts to get a little bit grippier, and then it starts to rain somewhere, and then it, it then it changes and it moves somewhere else. So, it's it's worst case scenario right now for these guys. Who'd be a tire? Well, I suppose you've only got the uh, the choice of wets or dries as well. That's the other thing. No intermediates, no good slicks here. Yeah, well, I don't think there was no no possibility you could go for an intermediate in this in these type of conditions. So it's the track is uh, it's extremely treacherous, 
And uh, I'm amazed that there hasn't been more yellows that for, for the, how hard these guys are running and the conditions that there hasn't been any any more major crashes. We've had less yellows since it's rained than it was and it was dry. It was actually more slippery when it was just damp. It oh, was really? like it was greasy. Once it rained a little bit and the wet tires could work, but when it's just that wet, wet, uh, damp condition it's it's like it's like grease on top of the pavement and it's it's actually more slippery like that interesting interesting I, i'm going to ask you this question now i should really be waiting two hours 46 minutes and eight seconds have you enjoyed it though well i mean it was it was fun that i, I made it all the way through the stint but it's just, it's about as much fun in those conditions as sticking hot pokers in your eyes <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had some challenging drives down through the years. I remember uh, an Indy car race, Champ car race at Miami. When wow, surf, surfers, surfers, oh. we had a giant wreck on that, the start. That's when, right. Yeah, you know, where you couldn't see five feet in front of you. But I mean, the conditions are good. You can see, but it's just extremely slippery out there. So I, I mean. Are you feeling more like a rally driver than a circuit racer? You're feeling for grip all the time and having to react to it. Yeah, I just, I just tried to get through the whole stint without making a mistake. You know, just get through it. Guys are starting to, like, in our class. Oh, here's here's another one. Our oh, six. So yeah. Damage, damage is starting to happen. Guys are making mistakes. This is so, Lionel Amarouche behind the wheel, and he's done the front end of that little bit sport racing car from France with the big V8 mid-mounted engine and this is coming down the mountain as well now this is is this another push oh, or might have been yeah. it's the stm car as well looks like he gave him a little push from behind and just turned him around that was like a daytona bump drafting in the wrong spot on the bumper there yeah and that will not go down well at uh, race control and it's a very slippery part of the circuit, as Bastian Boos has just found out, down through the Schick Hydro S's. And did well to hold on to that. Oh, is that going to be wall? Not quite. That was the car we saw sideways uh, earlier on, just before Paul came into it. And Bastian Boos not getting that car stopped down at Hell Corner either for the pass on the BMW with Raffaele Marcello. Yeah, once you see once you see that the rear goes, there's no stopping it. You yeah. can't catch it. It just it just slides out from underneath you, uh, underneath of you like you're on like you're on ice skates. Uh, don't forget, you can join in the conversation with us here in the Global Broadcast Center. Use the hashtag B12HRB12HR. Just on two and three quarter hours still to go, and pass for position. No, it's a pass to put someone a lap down. As the, Mercedes no, car was Excuse great. me, no, that uh, is the Caltex car. So that was a pass for position. And Matt Campbell's car, the 912, now in the hands of Ai-Chan Guven. And now making back his way back up to third position. Third position for that car, Paul Tracy in the booth with us uh, Richard Crail as well we're at the Repco Bathurst 12 hours for 2024